Oh, it's not. Cheers. Cheers. That's you stress for the occasion. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking audio <laughs> podcast. What do you want? I want to be comfortable for my last episode. <laughs> uh, sure, whatever. <sighs> so, Harry. Yes. The end is here. Yeah. After five years, 250 episodes plus mm-hmm. God knows how many extra episodes, bonus episodes, Patreon reviews. About 160. Yeah, God. So more like, yeah, more like episode 400, 400 and something. something yeah. yeah. Anyway, what are you going to miss the most about Beyond the Box Set? Oh, okay. What am I going to miss the most? What am I going to miss? Uh, teasing you. Okay. Yeah. About your apartment. Mm-hmm. Teasing you about your suicidal pets yeah. slash random <laughs> pigeons that just move in. Mm-hmm. Don't know how you let that happen. <laughs> um, Have you written down a little memory list here? Tease, yes. Oh, Te- well. Teasing you about your film choices. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, are yours are unimpeachable, so you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, most of all, free beer. Yes, yes. That's, that's been a big one. <laughs> no, I'll, I, be, I'll be honest, That's that that tops the list. I will be invoicing you for yeah. uh, five years' <laughs> worth of uh, alcohol at the end of this. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no, but most of all, hanging out with my best friend every week. Oh, what a sweetheart. <laughs> all right, now what? You. Uh, I'm going to miss the midweek beer, the excuse to drink midweek, because uh, okay, you, know, yeah. you do it for a podcast, it's a bit of fun, otherwise it's just a problem. So <laughs> <laughs> I still do it. Yeah, true. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to miss that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to miss talking about some some of these films. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's been highs and lows, but uh, yeah, 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 there actually have. Yeah, and I've not written down a sentimental list like you, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to miss just getting together once a week to uh, talk a load of absolute nonsense. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll miss checking in with our listeners as well. They've really helped us to. It still baffles me that we have any. I know, me too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we do, and they, yeah. they've really made that, uh, especially the regular ones, the ones who contribute a lot with the listener mm-hmm. submissions and on the Patreon and all that kind of stuff who, you know, some of them have become genuine friends. And uh, so if that's mm-hmm. you, thank you so much for sticking with us for as long as you have. And uh, we really appreciate you're it. You're starting to sound like you're wrapping up, but this is the intro to the this, episode. Yeah, yeah, let, let, okay, let, we can get to this at the end. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, okay. folks, yeah. Without any further ado, here's the intro for that one last time. What an intro. Mm-hmm. We nailed that. Shout out to Phil Hepworth as well for that intro. Yes. Yeah, our good friend Phil. Okay, so welcome back everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are pitching prequels, sequels, and spin-off ideas to Sister Act and Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. We're breaking all the rules. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing other sequel pitches from our Twitter followers. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite mo- moments from the original movie and catch you up with a bit of a plot summary, or two plot summaries. Mm-hmm. I'm Harry, the host with the most sisters. You do, that's very true. I'm from a, fam- I'm from a Catholic family, so, <laughs> but all boys, yeah. no sisters, so no nuns in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and joining me as always, the host with the most chance of getting into heaven is John Lucas. Aww. <laughs> I mean, I'd question that, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Depends who you ask. (laughs) Okay, so. Yeah, oh, so here we are. Sister Act and Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. So So the reason we decided to do two films, Mm -hmm. because it's the last episode, we wanted to do something special, and uh, we wanted to go back to 
a little series that we never quite got around to doing. We wanted to do a season of films that have one good sequel, mm-hmm. like no more, se- no no other sequels, just, just like one, one good sequel one, yeah. that one was and done, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a few few options that we could have chosen, but Sister Act was just yeah, it was definitely it was the one. And having just watched both of these last night back to back, my God, I do not regret it. This was <laughs> not at all. Such a hoot. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. This is a really great one to end on. I think yeah. this is one of those films that we would have been really sad not to be able to do. So yeah, yeah. I, like I'm, I had this idea to do Sister Act was the last episode years ago. Oh, so we've kind and, of come and, full circle. And so yeah. that's why I've not watched Sister Act in so long. Because I'm like, well, I never know when the end's going to be, and I don't want Sister Act to be like super fresh already. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to sort of, um, and uh, yeah. So it just means that I've not watched Sister Act for like five years or so. It's wow. been, it's been hard. <laughs> it's been hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we could finally like break that tension mm. yeah no it's great these are both in different ways mm. <laughs> we'll talk about the kind of the different ways in which these two movies work, yeah but we can't help but do a comparison no we? really certainly i mean we'll, we'll do the we'll get to the end of the plot somewhere and then we'll i'll ask you what you think the best the better movie is because it is it's kind of controversial some people really think the second one is a lot better other people mm-hmm. say the first one's a lot better oh really yeah 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 uh, <laughs> oh you feel there's no comparison now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, well, there's, yeah well the second one kind of flopped when it came out did it yeah the first one was a huge huge hit got mm. great reviews made about 200 million at the american box office like big smash hit and then the second one has like 19 percent on rotten tomatoes really yeah and it only made like 50 million it was wow. like, yeah it was considered a huge disappointment but is that, then, is that less than eternals yeah i mean i don't know adjusted for inflation but sure <laughs> but um yeah it, over time the second one back in the habit has kind of developed quite a cult following and now a mm. lot of people kind of say that's the better one so yeah yeah, it's interesting. I think they're both... Where do you land? Go on. Oh, should we just get... Yeah. Well, I here's the thing. I think the first one is a quote-unquote better movie. Like, it has a better plot. Okay. It, you know, it makes... It, in the in the realm in which any of this movie makes sense, it makes a bit more sense. You know, there's the, <laughs> there's the second movie, you could write the plot on the back of a napkin. Mm-hmm. But I think the second one is just a lot more fun. I mean, they're both a lot of fun. Yeah. But the second one is just so ridiculous. So like, which one do you prefer? I think... Which one would you... Gun to your head, you can watch one of them again. You're on a desert island or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever the situation, you can watch one of them. I think it might be the second one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn right, it's the better movie. <laughs> it is. It, it's. I, I was laughing through the entirety of the second movie. Yeah. I can't lie. Like, like, I was just it, like a huge smile. So ridiculous. I mm-hmm. think the, the, the first one... And we'll get into it more, obviously. But I think the first one, it's, it's fun and it's silly, but it's not quite silly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the second one just it doesn't doesn't hold back. The second one kind of doubles down on all the things that the first one does well. Mm. Like in the first one, it takes like a full hour for us to join the choir. It's slow. The second one, it's she's slow, straight in a, there. It's a slow movie. <laughs> it is a bit, yeah. Um, the second one, she's straight in, in there with the music, like mm. yeah, yeah. Because like, so I've been building this up for so long in my head mm. for years. Like this is going to be the final episode and mm. it's going to be great mm-hmm. we're going to watch sister act and we're going to watch sister act too <laughs> and i put on sister act and then i'm like maybe half an hour 45 minutes into the first and i'm like oh, i'm a little bored oh no <laughs> so i really enjoyed the first one i think it's great i yeah. wasn't bored at any point i think it's just because I, I i knew where sort of like the climax of sister act 2 was going to go mm-hmm. and i'm i'm here for it and I'm, I'm there for that kind of energy and i just, i think in my head i just kind of built up that energy for the whole of both films sure and it's not did you watch the second which one did you see first as a child 
Uh, the second one was the one that we watched most. I'm not sure if I watched the first one much at all. Well, that's probably why. That I think there's probably a lot of that in it. The, like the second one was the film that we put on whenever we were ill. Yeah, I think a it lot. Was, of people... it's, it's the comfort movie. <laughs> yeah, I think the second one is a lot more child friendly. I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, because it's just it's just like shiny colors and big. I mean, songs. I mean, the first one, someone gets shot in the head. But yeah, the first. <laughs> that's what I mean. The first one is like more of like a film. Yeah. Whereas the second, I mean, they're both. But, but that's where I think the first one kind of goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Is that it's trying to be just that little bit more serious, mm. but the. Just the, the concept doesn't lend itself to being that serious. True. Well, the, f- the first one, Whoopi Goldberg, was not the original star. Oh. No, no, no. It Go was, on. It was supposed to be Bette Midler. Okay. It would have worked. She's very funny. I know you've yeah. not seen a load of them. She's very funny. I can see how that totally would have been a movie that worked. Mm. But yeah, she had to drop out for various reasons. And then Whoopi Goldberg got brought in. So for the first one, it's kind of... I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is really bringing so... I mean, she can't not. She's mm. amazing. Like, And I'm so glad we get to do another like big Whoopi Goldberg performance well, yeah. too. Like, yeah. we, we haven't done enough of her, really. But, you know, she really gets... She really brings so much to the performance. But the film is essentially not written specifically for her. Mm. Whereas the second one, I think it really leans into a lot more of like her personality. Mm. And also the fact... You know, in the first one, her race is like literally never mentioned. Not once. Uh, it comes up in her script. Does it? Does she say something? I don't know. Does she? Yeah, she. She. I think she refers to herself as. She calls herself black in a, okay, in, well, in, in, in a couple of situations. Yeah, I did notice. I, I was thinking about it. I, w- I was wondering, like, is are they going to mention that she's a black nun and the coven of white nuns? Is that mm-hmm. is that going to come up at all? And like, yeah, just just slightly. Mm. It wasn't like hard written into the plot. It was mm-hmm. just probably. You know, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this was ad libbed by Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, she certainly improvised a lot, yeah. And so I'm, I, I could imagine that's where it might have come in. Definitely, yeah. But what, I mean, the, you're never going to watch this film for like a hard hitting exploration of like race, you no, know, for, no. for either of them. But the second one, it feels like a lot more. You know, it, it's in a much more multicultural. Mm. You know, with the school kids and everything, mm-hmm. it brings in a lot more. Yeah, diversity and like a lot more like R and B and hip hop kind of mm-hmm. influences as well. So it's yeah. kind of, yeah, it feels much more tailored to you know, who Whoopi is, you know, mm-hmm. completely. So like, she gets to do get down on it or whatever she does. Like, you know, she gets to, you know, the first, get one, she, that thing. The first one she's singing yeah. girl group songs from the sixties, yeah. you can totally, which she's great at, but you can totally see Bette Midler doing. Yeah. I can't see Bette Midler doing some of the stuff that she does in the second film. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah. It's just, it's the full Whoopi experience. Definitely. So what would Whoopi done by this point? Where um, was she in her career? I think she'd done, well, she'd done, the Colour Purple, which, which she was her was her first big thing. Mm-hmm. She, I think she, well, which I've not seen. It's a great film. It wouldn't work for this podcast because it's more quite of a serious. One. It's quite serious, and it's it's not. It's Steven Spielberg, so it's not like horribly bleak. It's mm-hmm. not like Twelve Years a Slave, but it's um, it's definitely you know kind of got a bit of sadness to it. I don't think it would have been a fun like, hey, what's a fun sequel to The Colour Purple? <laughs> but I'd recommend watching it. It's a very nice film, and she's great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she'd also won the Oscar for Ghost at this point. So, All right, yeah, okay. she, she was very much the big star. Okay. And the, But this was like, I think this is the biggest gross. The first one mm. is the highest grossing film she ever starred in. So, mm. yeah. Wow. But yeah, she's this is whoopie at the peak Not, the, not the second one. No, like I say, the second one was a bit of a flop. Yeah, but even if something gets bad reviews, it doesn't necessarily mean it does badly. No. Often if like the first film does really well even mm. in re- in reviews as well mm. then the second one will just get that it'll get that it'll get that buzz that happens now i think more but i think in the 90s a lot of those big films that had sequels that came out straight afterwards the sequels tended to flop like oh, really another another pairing i definitely would have made us do if we'd done this as a season would have been the first two adam's family movies okay adam sure. have you seen those I don't think I have. Adam's Family bit, Values. Of, yeah. Adam's Family Values shits on the Adam's Family. The second one is <laughs> so much better. It is an yeah. absolute classic. And again, got worse reviews and bombed. But now mm-hmm. everyone says it's the better film. Mm-hmm. 
So I think it just wasn't the same in the 90s where like the sequel would automatically do as well or better. Yeah. yeah. Also, this came out like a year after the first one. So it was kind of rushed. Very quick. Very quick turnaround. Yeah. Here, so. But also, it looks great. It, yeah. Every, everybody's doing a really good, really good performance. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's great. It, I don't think there's much suffering from it coming out so quickly or being rushed. No, but I think maybe people like the audience were like already. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe there was a little bit of like sister act fatigue happening. Might cheapen it. Yeah, maybe just mm-hmm. if they'd waited another few years, it might have been a bit more warmly received. Who knows? But yeah. Uh, yeah. But I yeah, time has been very kind to both of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely has. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing we'll remember completely off topic mm-hmm. for this doubling up season that we that we considered. Yeah. I. For for a long time in my head, I was like, I'm going to do Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty, and it's going to oh. be fantastic. <laughs> and then after a while, I kind of realized, like, I reckon Morgan Freeman is going to be just about okay, and he's going to be the best thing in it. Mm-hmm. I reckon this film was better as a child. Was was better when I watched it as Which a child. Which one, Bruce or Evan? I've not seen Evan, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I just suddenly like, remembered a few bits of different things, and I was like... Yeah, no, I'm not sure if that film's going to be any good. It looks yeah. pretty, pretty bad. I've seen Bruce, but I can't remember anything about it. I like watched it in the background. I remember him j- making Jennifer Anderson boobs bigger. Yeah, that's the only joke I remember I've, as well. I've, I've grown out of that kind of joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally the only joke <laughs> I remember as well. Yeah, it was um, funny when I was a teenage boy. Yeah, I think, um, is Evan the one where he, he didn't even come back and it was um, Steve Carell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, who knows? He turns into like Noah or something. Oh, uh, yeah. It's probably not very good. But yeah. Could have been fun to talk about, but another opportunity. One, another one I was going to do that I definitely would have done Tron. Mm. Well, like eight of those. There's only there's only two. Oh really? Oh the modern Trons. But there's there's only one, the original, okay. and then there's Tron Legacy, which came out like two thousand nine. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. So the yeah, there's literally only two. Is Tron Legacy literally like a sequel or is it more like a sequel. remake? Oh, it's it is a sequel. Okay. Yeah. It's got some sort of remake elements, the same way that like Star Wars: The Force Awakens does. Oh okay. Yeah. You know, some bits of it kind of match up with previous ones, but it's definitely a sequel okay well. um yeah that would have been a really good time too but also i think they're a little bit long oh, okay yeah and yeah so you know that's the main reason why this season didn't happen well i think yeah also the prospect of watching two films in one week yes yeah. it was always going to be a challenge so. yeah, yeah at least with these ones they are relatively short and oh I don't, yeah don't about you but we watched sister act sister act two back to back i watched them on consecutive nights but i could okay. easily watch them back to back because you're right they are both clock in just over 90 minutes which mm. is the perfect runtime for a film I yeah think. and yeah, they both go down very easily. I know you said the first one bored you a bit, but I thought they both the, the, like, went along Like the nice. start of the first the, the one. The start did. of the first one. Okay, yeah, sure. I was still yeah. in. I'm still, yeah, yeah. I'm still sold out. I was having a great time. Oh, Whoopi is great. She is. She's, yeah. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, so they were great. Nice church, huh? Yeah, it's very nice. Look, what am I going to be, Quasimodo in the bad coffee? What is this? I want you to stay here for a while. Where? In the convent. It's the safest place in the world. You think Vince is going to look for you in the convent? What, 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 in the what? The uh, convent. You must be out your... You know what? I'm going to go back and work this out with Vince. You're a lunatic. You know, damn convent with these people. These people don't even have sex. Dolores, Vince has a contract out on you for 100 grand. And you've seen what he can do? That one bullet, that's all it's going to take. Let me explain something to you. Vince knows people all over the place. You realize that. He knows people all over the place. That means he's going to be looking for me everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. but this convent. Oh, come on. Nobody knows you're here but me. We're trying to get you a quick court date. One month, two months tops. I promise I'm going to spring you as fast as I can. What? What am I going to do here? I'm going to go crazy here. There is nothing but a lot of white women dressed as nuns. I'm, what am I going to do here? Pray.
Right, shall we do the plot summary then? Yeah, so are we going to do the plot summary for both and then just do like j- joint drinking games? Because I guess, yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Because yeah. there's a lot of similar stuff. There are some there. overlapping drinking games and there are some... There's definitely... some that are specific to each film. Yeah. yeah. But we can, yeah. Um, okay, so plot summary wise. So, Whoopi Goldberg, mm. and I'm going to expect you to help me on this since this is <laughs> you've been so passionate about these. So. <laughs> um, but she, she is Dolores Del Rio, was it? Oh, I don't know. Van Cartier. Dolores Van Cartier. That's it, yeah. That's it. It, it, It's mentioned so briefly. Yeah. So so few times. Mm -hmm. But she is a lounge singer in Reno, Nevada, which Mm -hmm. is like the low-rent version of Vegas. Yeah. Why not Vegas? Well, I guess the idea is that she's not good enough for Vegas. Or she's not, like, established enough for Vegas. I mean, because the first film, she's supposed to be really on the bottom of the heap, you know. Right, yeah. Because I think in the second film, she is in Vegas, isn't she? Yes, yes. I I only remember the second film, really. Yeah, so... so, uh, (laughs) Yeah, so in the first one, like, she's singing in a trio just in a casino where like they're very much background entertainment. Nobody's like, l- even looking at them. Nobody's know? there to see her. Like mm-hmm. they finish their song. One person gives them like two claps, like back to my poker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I so would it's... love to be in this like low rent casino watching this kind of group performing. You know what? Watching both these movies made me think, yeah, my God, I want to go to Vegas. Yes. Oh, it would be so fun. Uh, why have you had a child? <laughs> so we could have gone to Vegas. Like, I've not had the child yet. We, no, there's but, still yeah. time, John. There's, there's still, still time. time. What, like a matter of days. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day when your kid's a bit older, we'll go to Vegas. Yeah. 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 God, Vegas would be fun. It would be great. It's one of my, it's been one of my, you know, it's on my bucket list of places to go. Vegas, Dollywood. Yeah. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, I would only want to go to Vegas when I've literally got money to burn. That's the thing. Yeah. You, you need to be able to. Yeah, spend, yeah, lose some cash. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I'm I'm not going to Vegas and not doing some gambling. Well, exactly. Like, you yeah. just got to, mm-hmm. and you know, make all the mistakes Indeed, and lose yeah. <laughs> lose everything and like <laughs> you know, bet away my, my my mortgage and lose all my clothes and just all. Yeah, I don't know. Great. I can't wait. <laughs> Sorry, I've got a bit of a fetish there, don't I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so is this right? What we're talking about? So yes. Yeah, so uh, Dolores Van Cartier is working. Oh. Worth noting as well, Whoopi Goldberg did all her own singing. Yes. And but I'd, I, I, the, the lip syncing wasn't dead on. Though. Wasn't brilliant, but I was impressed. I've, what, I'd forgotten, so I was watching the first one. I was like, oh, she's lip syncing. Someone else is doing her vocals. Because mm. Whoopi Goldberg's got that really like gruff singing, mm. like speaking voice. Yeah. I always assumed she wasn't a good singer, but she's turns out a very good singer. Yeah. yeah. This is something that gets much better in the second one. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm not sure if they were all singing live in it or if the lip syncing was just dead on. Yeah. But, but also everybody sounded like themselves as well. Whereas in the first one, when Whoopi Goldberg was singing, she sounded completely different, which is why I originally thought it wasn't her. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, that, it's, that, w- that was recorded in a, in a studio or something. I don't even mean that the tone of her singing voice isn't what you'd expect her to sound like. I'd expect yeah. her to sound like Macy Gray or something. Mm. You're like really like throaty, but yeah. Yeah, no, she's got a good singing voice and I was impressed by that. So yeah, she's doing this performance in Reno uh, with her backing d- dancers and she's dating a kind of petty criminal Played by Harvey mm-hmm. Keitel. Mm-hmm. She's dating him, but he's married. She's like the other woman, but he keeps promising that he'll leave his wife for her, and she yeah. and you know she doesn't but she doesn't really buy it. He gets a, like a coat, an expensive coat, but then it's got his wife's name. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? Ro- I guess he didn't. He did. I think he doesn't even care enough to check. Like that's a guess, serious yeah. rookie error. He just steals his wife's coat and gives it to her. Yeah. Anyway, so she's very dissatisfied in her career and in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then her life turns upside down when she walks in on. Harvey Keitel mm-hmm. executing a member of his gang who's gone rats, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's been work, collaborating with the police. Yeah, and yeah. So like the the films are generally very family friendly, but this the first one does open 
with a gangland not that it's, you don't really see anything but it does open with a gangland murder mm-hmm. and then Whoopi sees it and they know she's seen it and so she immediately runs away and Harvey Keitel tells the other two to take her out he tells his goons he's got these two goons mm-hmm. who are like comedic uh, comedic Italian stereotype goons they remind me a lot of um, uh, the two from Home Alone yes very much it's very much that vibe of like mm. goony goons yeah like it's, they're not they're not it, quite capable but they're, they're definitely they've the bad literally guys. just shot someone and yet they're not even remotely threatening yes <laughs> it's kind of like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um also can we talk about the the chase music that occurs frequently in the first movie i love the music in this yeah because it it keeps it light it really yeah because it, it doesn't in any way build tension it's just no, hilarious it's, it's so stupid it just mm. make it makes the films just seem stupid it seems and like fun. A, it and seems like a cartoon yeah. yeah yeah and it's great so it just never feels like it's a serious gangster movie that you Not need to all, be scared yeah. of yeah she's just running around and it's got this like 80s chunky guitar riff just running through the whole thing i think it just makes it suitable for kids absolutely yeah like sure somebody did just get shot in the head mm-hmm. but we didn't but we didn't, we didn't see, see it. it's like, not like we saw the brains or anything no no no, no. Yeah. it's just implied yeah you, um, I, I think i think i watched the first one as a kid and i'm sure you could and not be remotely traumatized right mm-hmm. yeah and like it wouldn't be scary it would just be thrilling yeah exactly yeah you'd buy into it so she escapes by climbing up this ladder. I've never seen. I've never been to Reno, so I don't know if this is a thing, but I mm. doubt it is. A ladder that leads up, and you, at the top of the ladder is just the pavement. Oh yeah, <laughs> she yeah. Just opens the pavement, and, she, and suddenly oh, she's so outside. Funny. It's so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's like, what? What? What is the design of this building? Like, I don't know. I want to see the blueprints. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't know. But uh, yeah, no, that was great. That really, t- when she, po- when I realized what was happening, when she pushed up the pave- paving stone, the literal mm. paving stone, and she's suddenly outside. So cartoony. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I want somebody to just stand on it and, just, and like her yes. bang her head or something. Exactly. Like what, what, what function does that serve other than getaway for a woman who's just witnessed yeah. a murder? <laughs> also quick pause. Mm. What a wig. Oh her, yeah. Her wigs are amazing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you know, they're massive. They're huge. I mean, you know that they're a wig because how, how else would she ever get that wimple on? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. So often I was just, I just wanted it to just, the, the, the wimple, is it? Wimple, so just yeah. suddenly just go boing and just like yeah. bounce away as like her, her natural hair yeah. just burst through. Again, I think in the second one, there's a scene where you see her removing a wig. In the first yeah. one, it's on the whole time. So it's kind of a mystery, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she get, makes a, get, a, a swift getaway and goes to the police and tells them what she's seen and, you know, and they tell her, look, we've been after your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend for quite some time and he is a very wanted criminal, mm-hmm. but all of the witnesses end up dead. Like he, he puts a hit out on anyone who threatens to testify against him. Mm. So in order to keep you alive, we're going to have to put you in undercover into mm-hmm. like witness protection. Yeah, makes sense. Makes Makes absolute sense. And the witness protection that they put her in is, of course, that they put her into a convent, yeah, uh, into a nunnery. So mm-hmm. she has to pose as a nun. And so they enlist the help of, well, I think the police donate a large amount of money to to the church. But anyway, they put her in with Dame Maggie Smith, <laughs> looking the same in 1992 as she looks in 2021. I disagree. Really? She looks remarkably young in this. She you looks think? great. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not saying she doesn't look great, but I just feel like it's, it's that thing. She's been an old lady forever. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just yeah. just how it is. Like, she's, how old is she now? She must be pushing 90, surely. I mean, you looked this up recently because... She's... Yeah, she's the same age as Judy. I think they're both like 87. Yeah. Her and Dame Judy Dench are both like 87. So she must have been 67? Uh, maybe younger, maybe like 61. 
No, it's about 30 years ago. 30 years. So 87, 77, 67. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, then around this time, a few years after this, she did Hook. And she's 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 very mm. much playing an old lady in Hook. Yeah. Like, like in this, she's like, just like, playing a nun. I feel like in Hook, she's playing... So that'd be a good one to do. Mm. Um, I feel like in Hook, she's playing somebody who's about as old as Maggie Smith is now. Yeah. They keep saying <laughs> it's a plot point that she's ancient. In yeah, Hulk. like she could die any day now. <laughs> she, poor, I guess she just always looked <laughs> old. Oh, poor Maggie Smith. I mean, it's kind of the opposite. You know, like a lot of actresses have loads of plastic surgeries to try and like look the same age you know <laughs> because she's always and this is this is kind of how i'm hoping it will go because i've looked 35 since i was 21 yeah. i'm hoping i'll continue to look 35 when i'm like 57 so oh, yeah that's my dream so, yeah. yeah no hopefully i think her and judy dench have that thing of because they've not gone down the like plastic surgery routes they just they've just kind of always looked the same and they kind of look ageless like, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it works it works for them so yeah so she is the mother superior i don't think she gets a name I think she's just Mother Superior. Yeah. She doesn't even get like a nun name. She's not even like Sister Mary. She's mm. just Mother Superior. And she I is... Ex- that's just how they refer to her, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. And she's extremely reluctant to take Dolores. And in fact, she takes one look at her. And I think this is the thing where the script maybe... I don't know how much the script was altered when it changed from Bette Midler to Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But it kind of makes her seem super racist. <laughs> it, yeah, it, kind, it kind of does, yeah. Because she walks in, takes one look at her and goes absolutely not yeah <laughs> and I, I, like, think... I, I really have to like at this point because I, I love the movie and i know mm. that it's so good-hearted i have to just give it the benefit of the doubt and like it's the it's the large hair she's wearing like a gold shiny jacket like she looks like a las vegas showgirl that's what i mean and I think like, if... so I, I i get it but also i can clearly see how, how this could be perceived as racist <laughs> yeah that's what i mean because like if i totally imagine if it was bet midler she would have been dressed in those same like mm. very garish clothes and it would have been oh yes it's just a very cheap tacky person mm-hmm. no chance but yeah because it's what we call, it does make Mike just seem super racist to the, mm-hmm. the way she's just like nope yeah <laughs> and because there's literally no non-white nuns mm. you know yeah. apart from Whoopi when she comes in yeah so uh, anyway and the priest says something <laughs> like now now mother superior you did uh you, you made a vow to uh to, to protect and look after all of god's children mm-hmm. and maggie smith just goes i lied <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite lines. <laughs> it is because like she's never like that again. No, 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 no. It's great. She's always so prim and proper. But that yeah. one, she's like, oh, I lied. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. But after, reluctantly, very reluctantly, Maggie Smith does agree to let Dolores join the, the convent mm-hmm. or go undercover in the convent. But none of the other sisters must know. No. So she has to take on the identity of a nun who's been transferred from, from another congregation and she becomes Sister Mary Clarence. Mm-hmm. And so then she's introduced to all of the other nuns and they have the... Why are all the nuns called Sister Mary something? I don't know, I guess it's, I don't, I guess it's a thing. I, I don't know if real nuns are all called Sister Mary, but they're all sisters. I mean, Mary is a very Catholic name, you know, Mary... Yeah, but, but it's literally all the nuns. It must be confusing. It is, it, it must be confusing from a perspective of just basic conversations. Mm. You have to say the full name every time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But who'd be a nun? Who who would be a nun? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Have you ever, ever met a real life nun? Not to my knowledge. No, I guess you wouldn't have had the opportunity. Because I went to, like I said, I went to Catholic school, so I was, you know, mm. somewhat familiar with nuns in my childhood. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't, they were all Sister something. I don't know if they were all Sister Mary necessarily. But mm. uh, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Whoopi is, you know, very reluctantly, she's, she's not happy about this plan whatsoever, but she, yeah. she kind of goes along with it and she meets the other nuns. Uh, the main two, there's, there's there's three main nuns and the rest are just kind of background nuns basically yeah. apart from the well, there's the mother superior Maggie Smith mm-hmm. and then there's Sister Mary Patrick mm-hmm. who is Kathy and Jimmy who is yep. my 
my favorite from the first movie, I think. She doesn't get yeah. act- in the second movie, not so much, but in the first movie, she's my absolute like breakout star. She is, yeah. She's just the, she's like the fun. She's, like, she's got the right face. She's just got a great nun face. Like, yeah. She's just her face was made for a wimple. You know, yeah, it, just, yeah, it yeah. frames a wimple very well. Yeah. And she's just like relentlessly upbeat and positive and cheerful, and she's just a happy, happy, happy person. Listeners, if you don't know who she is, uh, she was the the other witch in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, who, who who was not Sarah Jessica Parker or Bette Midler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's been in other things, but yeah, she's yeah. they're her main things, I think, that she's known for. Oh, that's Bette Midler, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah I see oh, it now. God almighty, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> we just, you, know, you know what? I've spared you so many Bette Midler movies then you wouldn't like them. <laughs> we could, I, I got so I close. like her, I just forgot, I forgot who she was for a bit. We could have done Beaches, we could have done Ruthless People. Oh. <laughs> anyway, God almighty. Yeah, so she, she's great. And then there's also Sister Mary Robert, who mm-hmm. is like this very mousy, quiet, shy mm-hmm. nun who we'll find out later has a super big voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yep. Um, so she, and she, she's the, why, the, why is she not wearing a, a wimple? She's maybe she's, maybe she's like a junior nun. I don't know. She's, yeah. she's wearing like a head covering. It's more like a scarf, but she's not, mm. yeah, maybe she's not graduated to full wimple. Yeah. Maybe it needs to really work for that wimple. I mean, I guess it's just enough so that we can tell her apart. I think because the they're thing, all yeah. dressed exactly the same and yeah. they all largely look the same. Mm-hmm. So let's just give this, let, let this one have a fringe. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Luckily, what's her face from Hocus Pocus? She's just got the charisma and the face that she doesn't need to be. She doesn't need hair she, she to shine. She doesn't need yeah. cost, a costume change to make make her different. No, 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 absolutely. And then the other one is Sister Mary Lazarus, who's the sassy older nun, who's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, who just has a great line in one-liners. And Sister Mary Lazarus is the head of the choir. Mm-hmm. And these nuns, their choir is terrible. Yes. They're a terrible, terrible choir. Mm-hmm. They're all singing horrendously off-key. Mm-hmm. In these boring hymns, we find out that the the congregation is shrinking rapidly. Like there's very few people turning up to mass. This is very much a a dying church. Mm. So yes, yeah, and so Dolores attempts, or now as she's called Sister Mary Clarence, mm-hmm. she tries to integrate herself into the convent and fit in. But she struggles very much because she doesn't, she can't really, she can't really hide her personality enough. She can't really pass herself off as a mm-hmm. nun. So she has lots of issue she's she can't handle the mornings she's really struggling with the very strict you know strict back lifestyle of waking up at 5 a.m and not drinking alcohol and Mm -hmm. you know not seeing anyone and not socializing Uh, and then one night she gets so frustrated that she sneaks out and she uh, goes to a nightclub or a bar. Yeah, it's like a, a bar. Sleep, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's a bar. It's very much it's, a bar. It's, so. it's like a biker's bar. It's, it's a biker's bar across the road from a nunnery because those things are just yeah. <laughs> short. <Sure. laughs> Uh, she goes into the spot, but Sister Mary Roberts and Sister Mary Patrick, they mm. see her leaving and they follow her out yeah. and they join her at the bar. And mm-hmm. this is a very memorable scene for me from childhood. Mm. This, this scene when they're all at the bar together, which is actually pretty short, but it's like, it's really short. It's really stuck in my memory as a scene that I remember really well. Oh, yeah. Just nuns in a bar. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. Just put nuns in any location. It's just automatically funny, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they go, they go to this bar and they have a bit of a dance to, oh, they play the jukebox and obviously mm. Kathy and Jimmy, Sister Mary Patrick is just, Loving it. She mm-hmm. gets to do a whole dance routine. It's great. Yeah. But then they go back and sister, the mother superior has realized that they've got, that they've sneaked, snuck out. And obviously she blames Dolores and mm-hmm. she tries, she threatens to kick her out, but Dolores begs to be able to stay. And then mother superior comes up with the perfect punishment. She's like, Mary Clarence, you may stay, but you are now teaching the choir. Mm-hmm. And so she now has to run the choir. Mm-hmm. Which like initially is meant as essentially a punishment. It's just a huge like, punishment. Just yeah. like you're annoying me. That choir is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go and just now you're in charge of that piece of shit? Yeah, it's a vindictive thing, but it turns out to be the best thing for her because it turns mm. out she's super good at running that choir. Mm. 
and she teach she teaches them how to like they're all she teaches them all how to sing, which is kind of funny to me because like yeah, she teaches them some good techniques, which mm-hmm. I guess the other lady was just not bothering with at all. But then my favorite thing is when they finally get to the first performance. Mm-hmm. Like she, so she does gives them some training and they go from being... Well, one thing that I really like in the training is that she does it what how I feel at least is fairly realistically, mm-hmm. where she'll just single out a few people and like sort of build them up a little bit. Yeah. Yep, mainly the main characters that we've already introduced. Mm-hmm. And then she gets everybody to sing together as a choir. And they're not immediately perfect, mm. which I loved. Like they were still really bad, yeah. but they were just marginally better. Yeah, which was it, it was just really good. It was like, oh, they they actually thought about this a little bit and made it slightly realistic. No, That's true. Cool. I I enjoyed the kind of the musical journey that they went on. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, she they get to do their first performance, and I just I can't remember what the, was it my was my god the no it was some I think they started with an, like Ave Maria or something, but yeah. like a, a new version of it that mm. she's arranged, and the the moment when Sister Mousy Quiet One, Sister mm. Mary Roberts suddenly becomes Christina Aguilera is just hysterical because <laughs> spoiler alert, that was not the actress's real voice <laughs> and it's kind of super obvious that it's not the actress's real voice yeah brilliant <laughs> it's oh it's just, it's really hysterical when she just comes out and she's just like full diva belting mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah the choir is this big hit and like it's the choir's massively improved and it's even I love the scene of like all the street kids just starting to like wander into the oh, church it's hilarious <laughs> Oh my god! Because <laughs> like it's this choir that's, it's it, at best it's like a, a quiet gospel choir. They've elevated from dreadful to okay. Yeah, yeah, like that, that's where they're at right now. Like yeah. I say, they they go on a realistic journey of how choir can improve. Mm-hmm. They're not immediately perfect, but they're like marginally better. And then they've got the youths on their side now. They, they <laughs> they're down with the kids. Somebody does it. I think it's in the next film, actually, that someone says the phrase down with the kids. Oh, I mean, the second one nails youth culture, let's be real. But But this first one, yeah, it's just all these like street kids just walking in like, oh my man, these nuns, they can really shake it. It's just, it's really funny how just the shots of the kids coming, like wandering in off the street and just becoming fervent Catholics, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but so her... Her arrangements for the choir get more and more kind of ambitious and they get better and better and better. And it's attracting more and more people. And soon the church is packed. Like mm. it's a hit. Yeah. But Mother Superior Maggie Smith is not happy. Like she, mm-hmm. she's very much pushing against this. She thinks it's this know, new it's, style. It's blasphemous. It's too mm-hmm. modern. You know, it's not, it's not what they were. It's not what the nunnery is all about. They're supposed to be serious. Mm-hmm. And so she's on the verge of like firing Dolores, but then the priest is like very much on side. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, he, and he drops the absolute mic drop. that not only has the congregation suddenly become super popular. This is insane. The Pope, <laughs> the Pope himself is coming to watch them perform. <laughs> that is after like three weeks, question mark? I guess, Just, yeah. Three yeah, good masses. Yeah. Boom, Pope. The Pope. The Pope himself. The actual Pope. Yeah. It's crazy. It's fantastic. <laughs> ladies, ladies, you were fantastic. <laughs> Sisters, you did good. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait till Sunday when we sing. <laughs> I'd rather sing than do anything. It's better than ice cream. It's better than springtime. It's better than sex. <laughs> No, I've heard, you know. Sisters, you're truly an inspiration. And I've asked you here because I bear remarkable news. Now try to remain calm. What I'm about to say is nothing short of a miracle. Well, I didn't believe it myself at first. I'm saying you're for goodness sake, what is it? Oh, I'm sorry, sister. It's just that it's so momentous. I'm still adjusting to the shock. (laughs) The Pope, 
the Pope himself has heard of our choir here at St. Catherine's. And when he visits San Francisco next weekend, despite his inordinately busy schedule, he's requested a special concert here on Sunday night. No, no! Oh, oh I'm dying, I'm dying! <laughs> so now the Pope is going to be coming. But then, just before the Pope comes, the detective who is kind of working with Dolores calls her up and says, we've got a really good lead on Harvey Keitel, so mm. you can you can leave soon. And oh, that's it because there's this, there's a whole side story. It doesn't really matter about how there's a leak in the police station, mm -hmm. and one of the cops is like leaking information to the gangsters, and mm -hmm. that's how they're finding out where Dolores is. But anyway, they find out who the leak is, and then the police officer's like, "Hey, we can probably let you leave the nunnery soon." And she's like, "Oh no, but the Pope." Mm. Um, so she's kind of conflicted. But then Harvey Keitel finds out where she is. I forget. How, is it because she's on TV or? Uh, yeah, yeah, because. The nunnery's doing so well with her community outreach mm -hmm. and stuff, like the local news got involved. It becomes a very and, big and, press story. And yeah. somehow he's watching that in Reno, which I believe is in a different state. Yeah, this becomes like <laughs> this becomes international news. Well it must be because there's a helicopter scene later, but Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh actually no, I think his wife sees her on TV, but then he finds out because the, the bent cop gives the information away but anyway one way or another oh yeah yeah that's yeah. it yeah and then the the main police officer uh just walks up and punches him in the face without asking any question which mm -hmm. was great yeah like so this this cop is bent yeah um he's talking to harvey Keitel. so all he did was he said oh yeah i'll just take that message for the good cop mm -hmm. yeah just just leave it on my desk I'll, I'll i'll give it to him and apparently that is enough for the good cop to know that guy is the leaker yeah, like, that's it. He that's, asks no like, questions. That's, that's all that he does. And then, like the good cop comes up to him, he's on the phone, mm -hmm. and yeah, he's on the phone to Harvey Keitel. But the good cop has no way of actually knowing <laughs> yeah, that, just, knowing that in that instant, he just pounds him in the jaw. He just knows. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not wrong. So. No, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then Harvey Keitel, who's put like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar hit out on Dolores anyway, comes up and like kidnaps her. Mm. Kidnaps her and kidnaps uh, Sister Mary Robert, the quiet one. Yeah. And they're driving them away. Uh, I guess they're going to drive all the way to Reno. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Dolores rescues Sister Mary Roberts by literally flinging her out of a moving car. <laughs> oh, I loved it. <laughs> this tiny little frail sparrow of a woman is flung out of a moving vehicle mm -hmm. and into oncoming traffic and just drops and rolls. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just didn't believe it. When I saw it was it. so funny. I'd forgotten that happens. It really, really <laughs> got me. Yeah. <laughs> But then Dolores gets taken back to Reno and Sister Mary Roberts obviously tells the nuns what's going on, also tells the police officer that she's been kidnapped. Mm -hmm. So everyone's coalescing on mm. on the Reno casino now. Uh, I guess it takes them a long time to decide to kill Dolores. <laughs> like, it must do, yeah. Th there's a lot of, in this part of the film, there's a lot of like making excuses for why they don't just shoot her in the head. Like it's yeah. ridiculous that it takes this long. But... Yeah, because like it, as soon as Harvey Kajal gets her, he would have shot her. Just straight away. Just get, yeah, and just throw a body over the, you know, yeah. bridge or something on the that, way. That, that's it. There's, like, he, all he's doing is just monologuing at her. Basically, and the two side goons are like, we can't kill her. She, she's a nun. That, that's yeah. a step too far. It's like, yeah. she's not a real nun. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> so the police are heading down to Reno to rescue Dolores. Dolores. Meanwhile, the, the nuns, they commandeer a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great too. <laughs> this was great too, just just by passive aggressively shaming this yep. random helicopter pilot. Mm -hmm. How many nuns were in that helicopter? Too many. I Way like, too many. I feel like helicopters can hold maybe three or four passengers. Yeah, I don't feel like it's like a mass. There's, there's an entire covenant of nuns. There's at least a dozen nuns in the casino <laughs> at the end. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> oh. yeah, 
so then we get this very cartoonish sequence in the casino where the nuns are just like there's nuns and police officers and gangsters and Dolores who makes a break for it, mm-hmm. all just running around the casino, yeah. just causing loads of problems. <laughs> and this was fun because the, I loved it when Maggie Smith just said disperse disperse nuns they just just all go in separate directions it's like the nuns have a whole like a whole plan for this kind of situation yeah Yeah, they've trained not the first time yeah Yeah. (laughs) militant nuns (laughs) i also really liked when whoopi goldberg created a distraction by going to the roulette table and going um red 27 and they're like how do you know she just goes "Mm." and they all all bet on it and they all lose their money yeah If I was dressed as a nun in a, in a casino, I would. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. You'd end up dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so there's, there's lots of shenanigans at this point. Um, God Do- works in mysterious ways. He does, yeah. <laughs> Another very memorable sequence is when Dolores convinces the two goons who are about to assassinate her. Mm. She's very calm in the face of being shot in the so head. Calm. She's so calm. It's un- unreal. Like, there's, there's for, no reason to not expect that she's going to be shot in the head, but, mm. like, yeah, she's extremely calm. But she manages to get them to get down on their knees and pray for, forgive, for forgiveness for what they're about to do. Mm-hmm. And then in a scene that eight-year-old me found like hysterically funny, <laughs> she like punches them both in the balls at the same moment. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And they both go down in that very... It is hysterically Cartoonish, funny. like, ooh, yeah. kind of way. It's great. It's such a cartoon. It is. This film is like a cartoon. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they're just running around the casino and then eventually it ends up with a standoff where... Dolores is with all the other nuns and then Harvey Keitel has pointed a gun at them and uh, Maggie Smith is like, you're going to have to go through all of us first. It's that classic I'm mm-hmm. Spartacus kind of moment. And then the police officer runs in, shoots Harvey Keitel in the arm, I think. Uh, I yeah. don't think they yep. kill him. No, no. It doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, yeah, he gets arrested and uh, the nuns are saved and Dolores is saved. Mm-hmm. And I think they've already... Exp- yeah, the, the, Maggie Smith's already told the other nuns that she's not really a nun. So they, but this they, is when the other nuns can actually confront her about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, But they're not mad. They're kind of... No, they're, not at all. No, they're very happy. And uh, They're just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then so they, it's all happily ever after. And then Whoopi goes back to the convent to lead the nuns in one final big performance for the, his holiness, the Pope, mm-hmm. who's obviously shot only from behind. Yeah, but I love that he's clapping along. He's clapping along. He's, <laughs> he's, he's having a whale He's getting his life. The, the yeah. Pope is getting his life, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a huge sensation. And then the credits roll over footage of Dolores becoming like a media sensation. She's on the cover of all the magazines and she's like... Isn't time person of the year? She's time person of the year <laughs> for, be, for pretending to be a nun for a few weeks and getting the Pope on board. Yeah. yeah, which then like... So I went straight into the second one. Uh-huh. And the second one, they... It's so quick, the reason why they make a go into an, as, as an undercover nun again oh that it's it's, it, it's yeah. totally not important and yeah. it's very quick and they're just like look we just need to get to the status quo and then we're good mm. but like so she's secretly in line but i'm like wasn't she just made person of the year <laughs> that'd be like if donald trump came to me dressed as a nun yeah oh god <laughs> what a horrible mental image way to ruin this franchise Harry. but yeah no i agree well i think they do make a bit of thing about how i guess old priests and all i mean all of the villains in the second there aren't really any villains in the second one no not really for what they are they're just extremely old men yeah. <laughs> extremely yeah, ancient yeah. men yeah who maybe don't watch tv or read time magazine no but uh yeah i'm gonna let you do the second film though because you, you're so fond of it so. oh but you do it so well john i know but i've Damn. given you so many passes but come on Damn. this is like your favorite film but <laughs> we have to talk about the opening to start though yeah because this, this this the second film for me okay is like the first film on a bigger budget mm. and a large amount of drugs <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> this opening scene is demented. The medley. The, the medley is insane. It's brilliant, but it's it. insane. No, I loved it. Don't the, get me wrong. This this is the bit where I was like, I need to go to Vegas. Yeah. I need to see this. I don't think this is what you'd see though. This oh, like, oh, what would you see though? Well, I'm it's sure got you, to be this. I'm sure you'd see like 
fun stage shows, but like mm. this like super sped up insanely fast medley of like every song that's ever been released by a black woman like, in the credits it was called the medley to end all medleys i mean it is yeah, yeah. she's on strings she's flying mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like happy hardcore because she's singing everything super fast it's like mm-hmm. it's crazy mm-hmm. but yeah it, it opens with this insane she's now like a vegas showgirl yeah she's so like obviously as time person of the year or, sure. or, she's, or, or she's whatever on, it was yeah she's gone like, on to bigger things yeah yeah she is now famous yeah and so yeah she's up from the the lower levels of reno mm-hmm. to like she is the top vegas yeah she's showgirl. graduated from reno to vegas which is everyone's yeah. dream she's yeah. better than Cher. She, well don't go mad but yeah. sorry sorry <laughs> let's not go nuts sorry <laughs> now if Cher was in this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she's doing this fantastic show where it's in the medley twendle mm-hmm. medleys and some of the nuns come in mm-hmm. and they, they they've come in just to see her apparently but yeah. you know it's our main three bitches it's sister yeah. mary robert <laughs> sister mary patrick and sister mary lazarus yeah. you can't call a nun a bitch john i mean even in a friendly way you can't okay. call a nun a bitch i'm sorry i take it back our, wow. our three main ladies yeah. wow okay. you know what well, you're a bitch oh i can live with that that's fine <laughs> So they've shown up and they get to see some of the show and that's all a bit of fun. Mm. The show is comedic. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also seems very dangerous. Yes. Like she, she's on the, she's on these wires and for whatever reason it goes wrong and mm. she's just swinging around everywhere, knocking people's drinks over. And like, there is no control here. Mm. The song finishes. She's still just swinging just around because yeah. no one's got control and she's scowling. I love the faces she does. Oh yeah. She's so good. I mean, Whoopi's facial expressions are some of her greatest gifts as an actress like she's just so expressive yeah no it's it's fantastic yeah and you um, would go and see this show you know as as chaotic as it is you would 100 percent be front row at this show right? i'd love it if whoopi yeah. goldberg kicked my drink over yes absolutely yes <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like thank you please give me another yeah. <laughs> and yeah so the three nuns they go and see her after the show mm-hmm. and it turns out that they're there with an ulterior motive they have a mission yeah um, mother superior has sent them to go and get her because well, now they're all teachers. Yes. <laughs> it, it's never mentioned why. They're just saying like, so we're teaching now. We're teachers. Yes. This, this uh, plot <laughs> is ludicrous. It is absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. Like the first one has a certain, it's not obviously in, in any way realistic, but it has a certain internal logic. Mm. This one was just like, oh um, yeah, we're teachers now. Sure. Mm-hmm. You need to say, and why she has to go back undercover as a nun again is just like. Oh, it doesn't make any sense it's at just all. Like, oh yeah, only nuns can be teachers in this school, so you're gonna have to pretend to be a nun again. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because yeah. they want Whoopi in the wimple, sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, also, she... none. Sorry. The the old people mm. have don't realize Whoopi's time person of the year. No. Neither do any of the kids. Yeah. None of these kids recognize it at all. Nope. So, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though she apparently went to this school. She says, I went to this school. Mm. So you would, they'd never mentioned that a previous student is now time personality of the year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as a nun, like, just doesn't come up. Yeah, yeah that is pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they really wrote themselves into a hole at the end of that first film. It's like, oh, we need to make a go undercover for every other film that we're going to mm. do. So how about we don't make her like person of the year like yeah. super super famous but yeah. they they clearly weren't thinking about sequels were they no, no, no. i assume they were quite surprised by how big of a hit the first one was yeah i don't think it was expected to do as well as it did at all mm. also i mean do you think they just made a sequel because someone came up with that title oh I, quite can possibly. you imagine being in the room like okay sister act it's done really really well Let, look, look, we're gonna do a sequel what, what can we call it being that person was like back in the habit yeah. like 
nailed it. Like, yeah. That person got all the drinks. They they must have gone home like for the rest of the week. I'm, is, I'm, yeah. I'm taking the week off yeah, now. After I've, that, that was. I'm I'm not doing better than that. My job is done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'll retire. It is I, yeah. possibly the it is the greatest sequel title, surely. Yeah, I think it has to be. It's, it's definitely up there. Obviously, yeah. when we're pitching sequels, we get a lot of this from listeners of mm. like Too Fast, Too Furious, mm-hmm. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, back in the habit. Back in the habit. It's because it, it, it works so well. It, it's it's a, it works on pop. multiple levels, it, but also yeah. it's so nineties. Yes, absolutely. It's yeah. Great, and these films I think are the most nineties films that I know. Oh, the second one in particular. The first one. Second one, yeah. The first Se- one I, I thought was released in the eighties, but then I realized, oh no, it's ninety two. But that's yeah. kind of you know, there's not. But this sec- this second one is like early nineties on mm. toast. It's yeah. just like, it's, <laughs> I mean, we'll get to the kids, but yeah. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No, this is great. So yeah, they've got to recruit her because they're so they're teachers now, but mm-hmm. uh, the schools well they don't know the schools in trouble, but like they're not doing a very good job. They need help, and yeah. so they need Sister Mary Clarence back. Mm-hmm. She so she has to go back in the habit. Back in the habit, she's yeah. to get back into the habit and teach the ch- children and become the music teacher for mm-hmm. this rundown inner city school. Yeah. yeah, and so when she gets introduced to the school. Uh, she goes into the classroom and it's like it's in the basement mm-hmm. and everything. Like nobody cares about the music class. No, it's they call it a bird course. It's a bird course, yeah, because they just fly through it mm-hmm. and they always pass. They don't have to do anything and they just pass. It's like general studies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like she goes in and there's you know this group of what sixteen twenty. Like, I assume they're supposed to be, like, 17, somewhere, yeah. somewhere between the age of 15 and 35. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> very, very much varied, yeah. <laughs> they're all telling your mama so fat jokes, which is immediately placed us in the 90s. Like. Yes, but they're also doing it in a rap yeah. as well. So, like, immediately she walks in, and it's an entire group of people all doing music. Yeah, so like, I would be thrilled. I'd be yeah, like, it's like kids oh, gifted. fantastic, they're already in it. Great. They're gifted and motivated. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll just teach them, like, rap, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love the bit later and slightly later in the film when they're all out, like in the in the in the playground or whatever, and she raps at them yeah. to get them to go back in. I was like, she's oh, so square. Oh, oh dear, this isn't working the way you think it is. I know. Oh, you're not done with the kids. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Fun fact, actually, in, in, in the scene when she walks into the classroom, someone says something. I don't know the exact line, but she says. Something like your mama's. There's a, a little girl. There's a girl or a teenager who mm. says your mama's so fat when she sees a rainbow she shits skittles. So that's not. Uh, she sat on a rainbow and s- squeezed out skittles. Or that's it. Like that. yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, that kid is Whoopi Goldberg's actual daughter. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Telling a your mama's so fat joke. Nice. <laughs> nice. Only a little bit um, of meta humor. Yeah. Also, while we're on topic, there kind of um, at the start of the first film, I think it was, we get a child Whoopi Goldberg. Oh yes, I know what you're going to say, she was also the child Whoopi Goldberg in Ga- she played Guinan, didn't she? She was baby Guinan. Wait, was she? Was that like, was that like your fact? No? no, I was just going to say how well cast was she? Was yeah. she baby Guinan? She also played baby Guinan. In oh my god, that's the, oh, I can share that with my family, that's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Same good. She, she do, it's a, I think it's her only, that child's only two acting performances playing Aww. young Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> in Sister Act and in Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that is a fantastic fact. Mm-hmm. That might be my top film fact now. Wow, okay, I'm glad I could bring that the, on this last one. episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this class is made up of a beautifully diverse group of people. Yes. With some great characters. Oh my God, yeah. So we have, we what Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill's there um, as Rita. She's our main, yeah, she's our, she's our main focal point in this film, but she's like the 
yeah, talented girl who's got like a difficult home life who doesn't who loves music but she hides her light under a bushel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a uh, another guy who 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 goes by uh, Amal. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his thing, but he has a very white sounding name like Peter or something like. And he's that. like, "That's my slave name." Yeah. That's the thing. I really like it's it's very like broadly drawn. Like it, I'm not saying this goes into like a lot of depth. I think but... it's good that it doesn't go into too much depth. No, for sure, I agree. But I do like that. As I say, the first film, Whoopi Goldberg, it could have been Bette Midler, and there's no like. But in this, like, it really goes into like a, things like appropriation um mm. again very broadly yeah but, you know like stuff yeah a, a lot of this stuff kind of resonates it's like oh that's that's probably why this film has aged well because it's actually t- talking about stuff that will be relevant to the people who might be watching it you it know? also doesn't put a foot wrong no it really like doesn't. <laughs> so many so many times films that that try to do something like this you know so long ago mm. it just don't age well and you look yeah. at it under a modern lens and it's like it's tried i can see but it's 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 put its foot wrong in this many yeah. places but this one nailed it mm. Yes, the Sister Act 2 was directed by a guy called Bill Duke, who, mm-hmm. who is African-American. And I was reading an interview with him from, like, more recently and talking about how, like, when Sister Act 2 came out, it got horrible reviews. Mm. And everyone said, this, this sequel is dreadful. Yeah. And he was like, well, it, 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 all the critics were all white guys. And I was trying to, like, talk to, you know, uh, my people. There it thing. is. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that's why this film has aged really well, because it, not, I'm not, I don't just mean that black kids, but I think just, like, young people in general, like, this film resonates in a way, but I think it's also, not a film for film critics. No, not as, at all. as they were in yeah. the early nineties. Absolutely not. No, yeah, taking themselves way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, and all just being white men. Oh, it's not been as good as the piano, you know. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's ap- I, absolutely like this film is. I can't imagine walking out of this film and giving it like one star and being. Could like, you imagine? No, it's like I said, this film is. This I think this it's is pure joy. I think this is my favorite feel good movie. It, it's very right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's just so relaxing because yeah. it's so silly and yeah. so fun and mm. and it it's told so well and it, it tells some interesting stories and it does it so well. Mm, absolutely. And it's just a great time all round. Absolutely. I don't know how you could not like this. And it, well, ask ask the 90s. I don't like, know. sure, I find it amazing. I can understand that people don't find it as good as I do, yeah. but like how could you have a negative thought about this yeah. film? That's the thing. I think, yeah. Critics were like, well, the, the story is not great. True. You know, it, it's true. The story is ridiculous. Uh, a lot of the stuff doesn't make sense. But what's but, it trying to do? But exactly. It, it Does it enter? I, I feel like Russell Crowe. Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you not entertained? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This and, film is so entertaining. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got Lauren Hill. We got Amal. We've got my favorite, Frank K. Is he the white guy with the backwards cap? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's the best. <laughs> He is the best. I love that. They, so they go around and they introduce themselves and, and, and she's like, so what's your name? And he's like, it's Frank A. Hey. Oh. And the whole class is like singing this like theme tune he's made for himself. Like, oh my God, that is the coolest kid in school. But also the kids, are, this is not down with the kids. They, they all look like they've just, they've just fa- got out of failing an audition for the Fresh Prince of Bella. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I love that Frank K is like, a, he's, he's a cool 35 at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's by far the oldest. My <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> well, see either that or the, or the guy who's at the front, he's like sleeping because he's just working on oh, the job Oh, the Scribbles. Nice. Scribbles, yeah. the guy with the secret art talent. Yeah. That's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these kids, these kids. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> and there's a few, there's, there's a few others, but yeah. like, I've, I've done the main ones. There are main ones, yeah. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's there. Uh, oh, yeah. Does she um, get much to do? Not really. She gets a few lines here and there. It's only notable because she went on to become somewhat famous. But mm. what do you know Jennifer Love Hewitt from? 
I'm not sure. Yeah. I just know the name. Yeah. She was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, like, at one point, uh, so I saw her name in the credits at the start, so mm. I knew she's in it, but Louise didn't see that. And then midway through the scene, Louise is like, is that Jennifer Love Hewitt? And I just... I had no idea who she was referring to. I just said sure. yes. No, right, like, yeah. I knew she was in this. So <laughs> Lauren like, Hill was well, on screen. You were like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, she was in a very popular horror franchise called I Know What You Did Last Summer. Sure. And she was in uh, a TV show called... Uh, it was No, that wasn't Medium. What was she in? Uh, oh, never mind. She was in stuff. She, she's kind of well-known for things. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Sure. Um, 90s sex symbol, basically. Great. Yeah. Great. Wesley James, Wesley Glenn James. Respectfully, my sister, James is the slave name forced upon my ancestors, while Wesley, that's some name my assimilationist parents came up with. But today, in honor of all my brothers and sisters who died in the struggle, I wish to be called by my true name, Amal Umjomo Jameyo, which means he who is spirited. And long-winded. Yeah, simple present would have done it, bro. And who are you? Frank K. Hey, ho, hey, ho. Check it out, check it out. Hello there, miss, and let me kick an introduction. Flute, violin, bass, guitar, and that percussion. It seems you are a sister. Can't you come up with your own thing? Or must you continually come behind my people and steal our expressions? First jazz, then rock and roll, now rap. What you gonna try to take next, man? I'm gonna take your girl if you ain't careful. Keep talking there, boy. Excuse me. Let's leave this display of manhood outside, shall we? Thank you so much. So the whole class is, uh, they're, they're doing rapping and stuff, and Whoopi Goldberg comes in and she needs to silence the class. Mm-hmm. So she just scrapes her fingernails on the chalkboard. I did not like this. I hated this. Because I could hear it. For my yeah. whole life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very triggering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's incredibly well done. Yeah. But no, not a fan. So, uh, yeah, she quiets them down, and oh, I forget what she said, what, how the scene goes. I don't know how the exact scene goes. Well, she's just talking. She's trying to, like, relate to them on a human level and mm. talk to them, and like they're kind of like, oh, no, this is, a, this is where they're like, oh, no, this is a bird course. We just turn up and pass. We don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of trying to understand like, how yeah, she can Yeah, they're help basically them. having a battle of wits, basically, aren't they? Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. the whole class of dropouts, essentially. Yeah versus Whoopi Goldberg and her sass. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a sass off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this one, she loses. Yeah. And in fact, I think she loses the next lesson as well because they put glue on her chair and they they, they prank her. Yeah. It's like in the first film, Whoopi Goldberg is at every point the coolest person in the room. Mm. In the mo- and, and in this film, she's having to struggle a bit because she has to get down with the kids. Yeah, and she doesn't necessarily know how to do that. And it's, it's, no. it's an interesting dynamic. And yeah. apparently she does by the end. By the end, she totally does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it takes us some time. Yeah, so yeah. they yeah, they glue her, they, they pull the prank on her in her second lesson when they put all mm. the super glue on her seat. And she, it does seem like she's being very boring at this point. Mm. Like, she's not doing a great job with them. Yeah. She's just kind of ranting at them. But yeah. the, the, I, I loved the scene when she realizes she's super glued to the seat. Mm-hmm. And then she has to, like, maneuver herself. I forgot the bit where she has to, like, wheel down a corridor and stuff. I completely forgot that. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's what you would hope, like... It, your pr- every childhood school prank like mm. the, the dream that your teacher will be reduced to this just mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah so demeaning can you imagine oh yeah i don't know what i'd do like, if i was in Whoopi goldberg situation i don't know what i would do so i had not not this but i had a teacher at school who was very intimidating and scary mm. and also quite quite racist but right. uh, anyway but he was our geography teacher and he would always he would always demand silence in class I and mean, everyone mm. was so scared of him we would just accept it and 
on one lesson, and he, he would like lean back in his chair mm-hmm. and like just, you know, and look at us all. We all studied and wrote down our tests and stuff. Mm. One lesson, we're all sat there in complete dead silence and he's leaning back in his chair. Mm. He falls off his chair. Oh. Like legs in the air, <laughs> mortifying. And everyone's just, everyone like screams with laughter and then just like goes dead silent because we're so scared of him. Oh. He gets himself up. He gets back in his chair and he sits there. He folds his arms. Like he doesn't say a word to us. Mm. And like the laughter just subsides and he just mm. folds his arms and he just sits and he stares at us all. Mm. And then everyone's like staring back and then people start like doing the test again. Mm-hmm. Then the bell goes for lunch mm-hmm. and he just doesn't move. He doesn't say a single word. Wow. He's not spoken since he fell over. Oh. And everyone is just like, we should leave. And, and like yeah. they're just the discomfort, this wave of discomfort. And then, for like 20 minutes into lunch, nobody left. Everyone was just like waiting for, some, for him to say something. And then eventually like the brave, not me, but some very brave kid stood up and walked out. He didn't acknowledge them. And then we all stood up and walked out. He didn't acknowledge anybody. He just kept staring. It was so wow. scary. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm scared. Yeah. He was a terrifying man, but I think that's what you'd have to do. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know, because like, if I was a teacher, I'd be a cool teacher. Of course you would be, Harry. Of course you would. <laughs> You'd be every kid's favorite. They'd love you. They would absolutely love you. Yeah, no, I'd be cool. Yeah. But I, but I, 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 don't, know what, I don't know what I'd do in that situation, though. Mm, yeah. I like, could, yeah. That feels like a good solution. Just like, But you have to do, be that do, menacing. Do, do, yeah. do nothing. Mm. Yeah, it works if you're that menacing, I guess. Or maybe it works if you're not that menacing. Like... If you're so unmenacing and friendly, but then you just go dead silent. You, you, it's that's like a scary. It, it's the turn, maybe, yeah. Mm. But, mm. Yeah. Did I tell you once when uh, one of my teachers threatened an entire class of people by pretending to punish me? No. <laughs> oh, it's all coming <laughs> out this episode. So we had a we had a system in our school where if you did something wrong, you'd get a C1. If okay. you did something a bit more wrong, you get a C2, which mean, meant that you like have to go and stand outside for 10 minutes or something. So what's a C1? Just like a warning? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You just get your name on the board. Okay. Like, you have a C1. It's like, so oh. C1 is warning, C2 is sent out of class. Yeah. Sent out of class for like 10, 15 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's enough to make an example of you. C3, go and see the head teacher. Right, okay. C4, who, who knows? Expulsion, suspension, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just rumours at that point. Okay, yeah. <laughs> which I think is very smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so the class was getting really rowdy and like the teacher was really struggling to like tell everyone to shut up mm-hmm. and so what she did was she just wrote harry chapel c3 <gasps> and because i i'd never had a c1 or anything were you actually like the worst behaved at this moment or? no i was the one i was one of the best oh okay so yeah she just I, 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 was, like... I was just i i was the teacher's pet so you've become the sacrificial lamb at this point essentially yeah <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> yeah and so like she did that and the whole class went, fuck harry's got a c3 <laughs> Oh my god, this is insane! And and then and then like so everyone shut up for that. Mm, yeah. And then at the end of the class, she just told me like, I didn't mean it. I just needed to get just needed to get some quiet. <laughs> That's in like pick up the weakest <laughs> member of the litter and just make everyone else. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I felt I felt used. <laughs> I <don't>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not feel good about this. We're like, oh my god, am I really that lame that you used that you did this? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, where were we? Um, so we were we talking would... about the class. Yeah. So yeah, she gets super glued to the desk or to mm-hmm. the seats. They're just not respecting her. Basically, they're not respecting her authority. No. But after a while, I thought, is this when she goes to the new music room? 
Yeah, the class seems to the classroom seems to be different in every scene. Well, no, so there's a bit uh, uh, at some point in the film where well, she's got them on board a little bit. She's managed to, to you know get down with the kids. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she takes them to this, this fantastic looking what must be like an, an attic. It's almost no. It's almost like a penthouse classroom. Yeah, where are they at this point? I, I don't know. No like, idea. Yeah. On on top of the school, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, yeah, so this is the, the original music room. The acoustics are to die for. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's abandoned. Yeah. Never explained why. No, <laughs> it's just, just available to them. It, oh, is this where the nuns do their first big performance? She's like, to teach the kids like what they could be if they really worked hard. Well, first of all, like she she brings them in and everyone's on board. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, now let's sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Oh, yes. The Mary Had a Little Lamb scene, yeah. This is a really good scene, this. And it goes on for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And it's enough that it, like... She gets, she gets the whole choir to sing Mary Had a Little Lamb, mm-hmm. and they're terrible. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, we went too quick. Okay, okay. And she starts singling them out. It's very much a rehash of the scene from the first one of the nuns. She's just yeah. picking out individual talents. Yeah. But it's done. It's, it's just so pleasing to watch. It is, yeah. I was a bit puzzled where there's one girl where she's going, sing Mary's Little Lamb, and Mary Had a Little Lamb, and the mm. girl's like, I don't I don't know that song. And she's mm. like, But it's like literally five people have just sung it. Like mm. it's, it's a one-line song. It's not a difficult. It's like literally just sing Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, well, I like that everyone does it in their own different little style. Yeah. And that's what this film has over the first film, mm-hmm. is that the different characters have their own styles. Yeah, for and sure. And they have their own identities, mm-hmm. which is really fun. And it comes back at the end as well, yeah. when they just all do their own thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what this scene is, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens next? Well, then they get the, she gets the nuns in, doesn't she? Ah, to yeah. give their performance. And we get the full nun. I can't remember what the song is, but it's it's some big... It's a very it's big... the one that they they go to the old people's home to do. Yes, yes. That oh, that's it. It's not the, it's not in the attic. It's, yeah, it's no. in the old people's home. So yeah, the, the the nuns do this whole. You only wrote your notes for the first film, didn't you? I did. Yes, I was <laughs> short of time. I was short of time. Harry can do this second one, please. Two, it's two films. It's a lot to ask of me. So no, the, yeah, they're in the old people's home, and mm. she's and she's like, well, this is what you could be if you really worked on it. And then the nuns do this whole production. I think this was the peak of we're down with the kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because this was terrible like in the first film <laughs> it's so funny to me in the first film the nuns are just kind of singing like gentle like they're singing my guy and mm. but it's t- now it's my god you know nothing mm. you could do could make me a fool for my god yeah and you know it's well arranged but it's still very like and now this movie full-on nun break dancing like oh, yeah <laughs> the it... nuns have gone hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work no it's hilarious it's, though it's it's awkward to watch and it's mm-hmm. it's weird and mm-hmm. all the kids are they're mostly into it. Yeah, the fact that the kids are so into it is hilarious to me. Yeah. 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 That not one of them is like making fun of these nuns. They're all just like, whoa, those nuns. Yeah, they've got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they would be making fun of the nuns from the get-go. 100%, 100%, yeah. And like, it would take a lot for the nuns to turn that around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, they do the most like, yeah, we're hip yeah, kind we're, of song. Yeah. Wiki, wiki. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that level of, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. Mm. I enjoyed that. So after the old people's home, she's got the choir on board. Yeah. They start singing, they start practicing, and they do a performance in front of the whole school. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what the performance is of. It's not joy, it's not joyful, joyful. It's oh, is it? Oh, it's um Oh Happy Day. Oh Happy Day, yeah. 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 It's a really good one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Amal is fantastic in it. Well, so. I had a kid from school in my school actually who went on to be on the X Factor. And he, <laughs> oh, really? he was actually he was actually the runner up that year. He yeah. came second. It was the year that Little Mix won. 
He was he's called Marcus something of it. He was the runner up. I mean, I wasn't like friends with him, he was a few years behind me, but mm. um yeah, and he, he did this whole performance including that insane high note. So that, that yeah. always stays in my mind, yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, he was and, very, he, and he pulled it off. He's very talented, yeah, yeah. Mm. Marcus Collins, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I can't pretend we were friends or anything, but he was a very talented <laughs> kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Um yeah, so this is really fun. So I, I just love the idea that uh, they've got these professional singers and actors mm-hmm. to come on stage and do this. Yeah. And then they've got this guy, the guy playing Amal, just being like, oh, happy day. Yeah, like, it's, it's like the nun in the first, it's, it is the same plot. It's the nun in the first film who doesn't know she's got a voice. Yeah. And then suddenly she's fucking Mariah Carey. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's just, it's just so entertaining to watch. It's brilliant, yeah. It's, it's, it's just brilliant. It taps into every person's fantasy. Uh, well, I don't know about you, but for me, I definitely have a fantasy that, because I'm not a very good singer. Yeah. But that idea that... If so I just I, get up and do if it... If I could just unlock something, I would have that incredible Freddie Mercury voice. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm still waiting for that time. Yeah, same, same, yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, some of the nuns, they think, oh my God, I've got a great idea. Mm. Well, first of all, they're, they're like going through some of the school's archives or something. I think this is when the plot is introduced where the school is about to be shut down. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. the school is about to be shut down because they're failing. Mm. And, there's, and the so there's a villain played by James Coburn, who's this old guy, whose entire role in this film is just to be have occasional facial close-ups of him just looking disapprovingly at people <laughs> every 10 minutes it'll just cut to him being like these kids <laughs> but yeah they're, they're all the plan is to shut down the school because it's failing and they've got nothing going for them mm. and then the nuns mm-hmm. yeah so the nuns they they're going through the archives and they find there's loads of trophies and like mm-hmm. oh my god this school used to like win stuff all the time mm-hmm. hey i've got an idea <laughs> let's enter them to this competition <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they enter the choir into a competition. Then mm. they go and tell the choir and uh, everyone's on board. Whoopi Goldberg needs a little convincing. Mm. And so then she has to go to the head teacher and say like, so I know you said, you know, because I took the kids on that field trip to the old people's home without any consent. And that was mm-hmm. bad. And so you said no more field trips. But how about a field trip? Mm-hmm. And their teacher's like, no. And she's yeah. like, what if I get consent? And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. By the way, off topic. Weird choice to make all of the monks and priests very, very gay. Yeah. <laughs> More strange, wasn't it? Strange choice to make. <laughs> <the choice. laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it, but I was like, this is a choice. <laughs> yeah, so uh, now she has to go and get consent. And mm. so she tells all the kids, like, great, so we're going to enter this competition. It's going to be fantastic. You're all on board. You're going to wear some fantastic clothes. Mm. There's going to be boys there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all sorts. It's going to be a great time for everybody get consent from your parents yeah then we get introduced to lauren hill's story of the movie yes which is her mother does not want her to pursue a a career of music yeah because she doesn't believe that music can pay bills yeah and this is kind of a bit of a meta subtle casting joke because her mom is played by cheryl lee ralph who is a star of musicals right she was the in the original cast of dream girls so she literally made a career in music wow fantastic playing, playing a woman who's like you'll never get any money in music <laughs> so, <laughs> i just enjoyed that casting trick yeah. yeah so that's fun mm-hmm. uh she's obviously not going to sign the consent form and also she like confiscate lauren hill's walkman mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, such a 90s thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so lauren hill quits the choir yeah but then the choir keeps practicing and they're getting better and better and better and lauren hill's just like peering in through the windows oh she's sadly like the ghost <laughs> at the feast just like looking <laughs> through the window like oh i can sing <laughs> It's great, but mm. uh, eventually uh, Whippy Goldberg works something out, and they let they, they she comes she comes back in, and then it comes to the day of they all need to leave, mm. and 
like they're not expecting Lauren Hill. Whoopi Goldberg's been to go and see her mum to be like, come on, let her join the choir. And her mum's like, nah, shut up. Yeah. And so, yeah, her mum is so rude. She's yeah. just like, I know who you are, sister. I'm not letting my daughter have permission. Goodbye. Just yeah. slams the door in Whoopi's face. Like, yeah. Rude. Um, she just said, but do you know who I really am? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a Las Vegas showgirl. I'm a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, Whoopi, should be, <laughs> Whoopi is probably, Dolores is yeah. probably a millionaire. It, 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 it's, it's times like this that I'm wondering like, why are you undercover? Yeah. This makes way more sense if you're not undercover. Because she's like, at this point, she's like, oh, we need to raise $2,000 to fund this. I was like, that's, you have a Vegas headlining Whoopi, show. Whoopi, you've got 2000 You have $2,000. Easily. Surely, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is when we get the get down on it, though. Mm. The, the fundraising medley that she does. Where, where, get up off of that thing. Get up, sorry, get up off of that thing, yeah. Where the nuns just go full hip hop. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, no, that's really fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's a... A little fundraiser concert that Whoopi Goldberg and two of the nuns do. And she does a bit of a medley. There's get up off that thing. There's like uh, dancing in the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a few others. It's a really fun time. And Whoopi is selling it. Oh, 100%. She is, she, she's like acting it. She's doing this whole thing where she's like, the other nuns are like wrapping her in a robe because it mm-hmm. seems like she's having some kind of like seizure. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, get up off of that thing. And yeah. She, she, she divas out. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she's great in that. Um, all the choir is, uh, is, is there in the audience and they're just like, oh my God, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, eventually it comes to the day of going to the competition. Mm-hmm. They all get on the bus and Lauren Hill comes and she also has a consent form that she has Signed forged. herself. She's forged it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else gives their presumably non-forged consent forms. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. So they all go. And uh, then there becomes a plot with the... The, the the priests the, uh, the monks sorry the men oh yeah which i didn't quite understand why it was that they really wanted to stop this from happening it was very thinly drawn but i think the because idea is that they figure out that dolores is a showgirl and not oh, yeah. a nun yeah and so they're like oh we need to st- shut this down right away yeah but yeah it, that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah because one of them says oh i guess we should phone the competition and tell them not to you know mm. allow them to allow, enter yeah and then the other one's like oh no no let's not do that let's handle this ourselves mm. why Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do you care about the school's reputation yeah. the school's closing next week yeah cut to car chase you know cut to gay priests on the motorway <laughs> oh this this was stressful yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've been playing a lot of grand theft auto recently and uh-huh. this gave me some flashbacks i understand yeah. <laughs> um yeah so the priests are on a, a mission to to stop this i called them priests again the monks are on a mission to stop this mm-hmm. for whatever reason mm. and uh they, they they arrive, but like, yeah, well after everybody else has arrived. You know what they should have done? Yeah. Hired a helicopter. Hired a helicopter, yeah. That's how you'd get there in time. See, that's why nuns, priests, mm. nuns know what's up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then we get this this competition. This yeah. uh, this like regional gospel competition, yeah. yeah. All, the, all these school choirs. It's like Glee before Glee. Which, so I only remembered the... Uh, the one that our, our guys do. Yeah, the winning performance. Yeah, no. but I didn't remember any of the others. Mm. I'm like, oh my God, there are some here that are like, you know, there's some that are specifically, it's joyful, joyful done in a in a, in a choir kind of format. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, there's also people doing rap yeah. and hip hop and like other stuff. And oh my God, what's going to happen here? This is like, everyone's doing all the same thing. It's mm. weird. So like when our guys come out and they do their hip hop performance of joyful, joyful, mm. it's like, We've seen all of this before in this competition. Mm-hmm. Well, they do. They're definitely more modern though, because they they cast off their cassocks and they're wearing their modern street clothes. Mm. 
they, they interpolate a little bit of Janet Jackson's um, What Have You Done For Me Lately in the middle of it. It's, All right. you know, they, they definitely make it more modern. Mm-hmm. The other ones are, are more like traditional choir, but they yeah. do have a lot of different styles involved in that. So Yeah. But no, there's definitely, I think with, these ones, are, these kids are definitely in, introducing a bit of a new 90s flair to the thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're all, queuing to get on stage they're just about to get on and they're watching like some of the other performances and they are intense yes <laughs> there'll be like an orchestra of 50 very well choreographed choir singers mm-hmm. and yeah like that they won like the last three competitions or something and mm-hmm. so everyone's very intimidated and the last minute well no sorry the first bit is that lauren hill comes out and she sings the first verse mm-hmm. of joyful joyful just her and the piano yeah and she does it very well and it's very, very nice it's very traditional yeah yeah and then this bit seems like it's an afterthought mm-hmm. that Whoopi comes and she tells everybody, take off your robes. Yes. Just take just take off your robes. And my first thought is, thank God they're all wearing clothes underneath yeah, those yeah. robes. It's not a nudist performance. Yeah, because I'd love it if everyone was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just take off their robes like in their underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I expect. Especially if the first person to like unzip her robe. She's wearing like quite a... A, a deep Loke. cleavage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like is there any clothes under there at all what's going on here <laughs> it's weird they're, no they're, you, you don't have the same I thought i can't say i did harry you pervert oh sorry. they're children i mean i mean they're not but you know <laughs> this film came out the year i was born true and they're not even children but you yeah. know what i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're old enough to be my parents okay fine yes um made that weird in the opposite direction and also not just that like they all had the clothes prepared but they've got the background beat as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, was that always the plan that they were going to come out and break dance just in their choir? Maybe, ropes? maybe Dolores was, had a master plan. Sister Mary Clarence had a master plan. I don't know. Yeah. It was just a very last minute change of the cassette tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick, flip to side B. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was fun, it, and it turns into a really really interesting. They do bring the house down. Yeah, I, it's I mean, so nineties. Everyone's but, but, out there doing their own thing. You know, there's people rapping. Rapping about God, which is, is there anything more cool and down with the kids than Christian rap? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Break dancing. Break dancing, of course. Yeah. Lauren Hill clearly gets the memo of take off your robe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a great, it's, it's a, it's an amazing scene. It's, mm. it, it is like the, the centerpiece of this movie by yeah. far. Yeah. And I love the added drama. I mean, it's done so often. Yeah. That it, it's not, it doesn't feel original, even in the original setting. Mm. But I love the drama that this, that if they win this, then the school, the school will stay is saved. Open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also Lauren Hill's mother, of course, comes in. At the last oh yeah. Place, yeah. Lauren Hill's who's, mother. Yeah. Who's been the whole time been like, no daughter of mine is going to pursue a music career. And now mm. she sees that. Oh my God, my daughter has talent. Like, mm. That girl can sing. Yeah. 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 So it's all together. It just all comes together really nicely. And the monks have trapped the other guy. Yeah. In- James Coburn, the villain. They've trapped him. <laughs> Trapped him in a closet. This was a trick. And then, like, again, they've packed this cast of monks and priests with very clearly ostensible, very clearly extravagantly gay actors. Yeah. Then they throw one of them into a closet yep. and use a giant sausage to bar the doors. Yeah. <laughs> There's some symbolism happening here, and I don't understand what it is. I think the same person wrote that who came up with the title. Back in the habit. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> there is some genius on the writing cast of this movie, absolutely. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah really enjoyed that uh i mean that's pretty much it really yeah well, that's, that's, that's why the film finishes so afterwards then in the changing rooms this is when some of the sisters are talking about mary clarence as a las vegas showgirl mm-hmm. and i think it's frank a and one of the one of the girls mm-hmm. they they just look at each other and go 
a, a Las Vegas showgirl, and I both look dead into the camera. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do. They break the fourth wall. Yeah, it's great. And then yeah, so then Lauren Hill's mother is like, you know, she accepts her. It's like yeah, you can, you know, you can be mm-hmm. whoever you want to be. I'm sorry, I doubted you. Also, the people who were going to shut down the school come in and they're like, we're not going to shut down the school after all because mm-hmm. look, we've got this fantastic award-winning choir. It's every, happy ever after everyone. Yeah. And then I think some of the kids say, "Is it? We, we knew, always knew you weren't really a, a nun. You were far too hip and flying down with the kids. So mm-hmm. are you really a Las Vegas showgirl? And Whoopi goes, oh, no, no, no. I wasn't a showgirl. I was a headliner. And then boom, <laughs> credits. <laughs> Just like freeze frame credits. <laughs> Such a line. I know. What a line to end on. It's fantastic. <laughs> you ain't really a nun, are you? Yeah, because you don't talk like a nun. Mm-hmm. And you definitely don't act like one. When rumor has it that you're a Las Vegas showgirl, let me point out one thing, my dear Amal. I am not now, nor have I ever been, a Las Vegas showgirl. I am a headliner. Oh. So yeah, that is Sister Act and Sister Act 2. That is it. What a joy. What an absolute joy. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we saved the best for last. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good pair of films. Indeed, yeah. They're just so fun. They are a great time. I have yeah. no complaints. Fantastic. Okay. Drinking games? Drinking games, yes. So, Sister Act and Sister Act Back in the Habit drinking mm-hmm. games. So what have you got? So, first one I've got is drink whenever Maggie Smith gives an absolutely amazing reaction or eye roll. She does. She gets a lot of uh, reaction shots. Mm. Worth noting, in the second film, she's not really in it very much. Not a lot. I feel like in the second film, she must have got paid by the reaction face, because that's all <laughs> she really does. She's in like a couple of scenes at the beginning and then all she says is she's just in the background reacting to stuff. That's mm. all she really does. But yeah. yeah, She definitely does give good stern face though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, uh, my first one was drink for non-sass. Yeah. Sassy non. Yeah, um, yeah. Mostly from Sister Mary Lazarus, mm. who's, the, the, who's like the grumpy non. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. She, she yeah. has some fantastic lines. Like she's the one who's like really into super hardcore, like suffering nuns. Like she doesn't, she, she even <laughs> says in the first one, doesn't she? Like she's like, oh, it was the best time of my life. It was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but also a line from childhood that really stuck with me. I don't know why I found it really funny when I was a kid. In the second film, when Catherine and Jimmy, Sister Mary Patrick, mm-hmm. is teaching the sex education class. Oh, great. I love it so much. And one of the students, at, not unreasonably, is like, what could a nun teach us about sex? And she kind of just giggles and goes, you don't have to bite the donut to know that it's sweet. <laughs> I, don't, I just love that line so much. That's a good line. It's a great line. Yeah, yeah. Class, eyes up, pencils down, mouth closed. Today we're going to learn a valuable lesson and maybe have a little fun doing it. The topic for today, promiscuity. Promiscuity. Who can tell me what that means? Sandra. Sandra. <laughs> Sandra. I know you have a question burning inside there. You can't answer any questions about sex. Oh, don't be so sure. You don't have to bite the donut to know it's sweet. (laughs) For the last time, drink for a wig. Oh, yes. So many wigs in this movie. Did did you notice that some of the kids were wearing a lot of wigs too? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just Whoopi. No, not at all. Yeah, you chose a good movie for wigs, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. A good wig watch you end of the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, and like I said, in the second one, you actually see her take it off. So it's an acknowledged wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, similarly, drink for a whoopee reaction shot. Oh, yeah. Or a whoopee, oh, hell no face kind of thing. <laughs> She's, yeah. Again, whoopee and Maggie Smith, you've got two of the titans of facial reactions in this mm. movie. So, yeah. yeah. 
Um, similar to that, I'm going to give whatever Whoopi is sarcastic or complains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plenty of. Absolutely, yeah. I love that. Yeah, she's, she's just fantastic. Um, drink for dancing nuns. Lots of, <laughs> there's lots of like montages of the nuns just dancing. Obviously, again, Caffeine and Jimmy is giving it all the choreography. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Drink whenever a nun tells a lie. Yes, I had nun lies as well. I was like, surely this is very much against your religion. But yeah. <laughs> in the second film, in, like in the first film, the main the nuns, apart from Maggie Smith, are mm-hmm. in the dark about who Dolores mm-hmm. really is. In the second film, they're just lying left, right, and center. Just and their lying with, faces are so bad. So bad, but they're doing it, and they're just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Absolutely, yeah. that's fun. Mm-hmm. Drink for a nun behind the wheel. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Just a, a, a nun... F- Flying a helicopter or a nun driving a bus. Just, just <laughs> they didn't fly the helicopter. To be fair, they didn't fly it, no. But just nuns yeah. on, trans, on yeah. public transport, yeah. Drink from 90s fashion. Oh, my God. The backwards caps just sent me. On so many. Film. Yeah, in the, the <laughs> second film, it all looked like a vanilla ice video. You know, what, just, you know what was missing, though? What? Nobody sat backwards on a chair. Did they not? Oh, that's disappointing. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, that, those 90s kid fashions were... It really was a mix of just backwards caps, the vanilla ice style, and just... <laughs> As I said, kids who probably auditioned to be on the Fresh Prince of Bella. Like those the hats <laughs> mm-hmm. and the, the multicolored clothes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, drink for bad lip syncing. Oh, yeah. Double drink yeah. if it's clearly not the voice of the person. <laughs> like, most of them are doing their own singing. But as I say, Sister Mary Roberts with her uh, tiny, teeny little body and her giant Christina Aguilera voice is uh, mm-hmm. quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. Drink when anybody says the word sister or God. Mm. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty strong one. That's a pretty strong one, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I drink every time anyone says Sister Mary Clarence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, drink another Whoopi and Maggie disagree. Mm. Yeah, I drink every time Maggie Smith shits on Whoopi. Again, it's <laughs> mostly for the first time. <laughs> mostly in the first movie. In the second movie, she likes her again. But in the first movie, there's a lot of times when like Whoopi will be having this great success. Everyone loves her. Everyone's so happy. And then Maggie just comes in and is like, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Drink for an R&B tune. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first one, it's a lot of 60s stuff. And in the second one, it goes into like super, um, super 90s, obviously. Mm. But uh, yeah. Last one I've got is drink whenever the nuns cross themselves. Oh, yes. Drink for a sign of the cross. That's mm. a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. Any more? Uh, just drink every time Caffeine and Jimmy is just super perky and optimistic. Whenever she giggles. Whenever she, yeah, whenever she giggles or sings super high or just mm. says something fun. Like, she's great. Yeah. She's definitely one of the MVPs of this franchise. Absolutely, she is. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. I have one more. Uh, drink every time James Coburn, who is the old antagonist mm. in the second movie, drink for his reaction face. Because oh my god, in the second movie, all he does is like every every other scene that just cut to him just being like, <laughs> drink, drink, absolutely drink for that. Great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mary Clarence, this morning in prayers, I thank God for bringing you to us. Since you've come, everything has just happened. Our choir is famous for one. <laughs> We could cut a demo. I could learn guitar. <laughs> yeah, anything is possible. God works in mysterious ways. That's true. You know, uh, anything could happen. I mean, any one of us could be transferred out of here at any given time. Are you leaving us? No. Come on, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, we're always going to be together. That's what Diana Ross said. So, it's time for our sequels. Well, before I want to get to sequels, John, I just want to, just in case people don't uh, hang around for the whole episode, firstly, how dare you? Yeah, screw you. After all this time? Yeah. Our last episode, you're not going to wait till the end? Yeah. 
but just in case. Okay. So we've had a Patreon page mm-hmm. for a fair few years now. Yes, and we very much appreciate everyone who's joined that. Thank you to us. all the patrons who are who have been supporting us along along over the years. Uh-huh. Um, you've made us loads of money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, thank you seriously. So if anybody is a little upset that we're leaving or any of the patrons are a bit, you know, scared that we're not going to do our film reviews anymore, well, we're actually launching a brand new podcast. <laughs> I say brand new, I mean quite the opposite. Yeah. It's called Beyond the Box Set Reviews. You can find it on any podcasting platform and it is going to be all of our Patreon episodes that we've posted previously. That's about 160 odd episodes mm-hmm. of film reviews. Yep. We generally review the latest films in the cinema mm-hmm. and we're going to be keeping some of that going. Yeah. We'll see how we go. We're not committing ourselves, you know, Harry's about to have a baby, so we're yeah. not committing ourselves to any kind of time frame. But we might occasionally see something we want to talk about. Yeah, we'll, no, check like, in, yeah. we'll still be watching Marvel movies. We're not monsters. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that all uh, we're going to be? We're just transitioning to our Marvel podcast now. I mean, we're males who do the Oscars. I don't know. We'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll yeah. see. But yeah. emphasis on the word may, because okay. I, I really can't commit to anything. That's fine. So, uh, except we'll, Marvel, apparently. Except Marvel, yeah. <laughs> um, again, I'm not a monster, John. Okay, so all that can be found on Beyond the Box Set Reviews, if you just search for that on any podcasting platform. But also we're going to be posting these film reviews on this feed as well. Any new ones, we'll check in for now. So stay subscribed, yes. yeah. So, you, you, want... so you, you want the full archive, Beyond the Box Set Reviews, that'll keep you going. Because yeah. we cannot say for certain when our next film review is going to be. No, this is going to be a very a occasional check-in. We're not going to be doing a regular thing anymore yeah yeah. also if you are one of our patreon listeners we are going to close down the patreon feed so don't worry we're not going to keep charging you we're not monsters (laughs) um but do please subscribe back to our main channel or to beyond the box set reviews and we will occasionally might we may occasionally check in and just you know keep Mm. it going every just if we have something we want to talk about you know might be nice so yeah it's so long for now but not necessarily forever Yeah, yeah absolutely right okay without any further ado yeah we do have a meal to get to so uh, sequel ideas yes i know you had a lot to write do you want to go first or second i'll go first why okay. not so i come up with a fair few pun titles okay i'm glad you're going out on on form yeah uh-huh. yeah excellent i mean you're gonna have to work hard to top back in the habit but uh, yeah I'm, I'm not sure i've beaten it, it it's okay. a pretty unbeatable title but i've done my best mm-hmm. and i and i say i i mean my friends i've not come up with any of these oh then you've just you've put the word <laughs> out to yeah <laughs> I've got things to do. It's the Uh, last episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Sister Act 3, the final act. The final act. Okay, yeah, I like that. Sister Act 3, three nuns walk into a bar. (laughs) That's good. I like that. I like any sequel title that feels like the setup for a joke is good. Mm -hmm. Sister Act 3, War and Priest. War and Priest. Who came up with that? Uh, Charlotte. That's good. Sister Act 3, missionary style. Oh, missionary style? (laughs) Is that the porno (laughs) version? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, quite a boring porno, but you know. <laughs> Absence makes the church grow fonder. It's okay. Not really a pun. Atheism. That's better. That's better. That's a bit of a long walk, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Sister Act 3, Out of the Habit. That's good. Mm-hmm. Sister Act 3, Creature of Habit. Yeah. Sister Act 3, None of My Business. None of My Business. Yeah. That's good. That's that, good. That, that, That's my favorite. Yeah. None of My Business. That's great. Uh, Sister Act 3, 3 is the magic number. That's a good. Stretch, but I appreciate these non puns, yeah. Sister at three, the man with the golden nun. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> On board, yeah. Uh, the only one that Ross came up with was Sister at three, whoopee cushion. Okay. <sighs> you right, can do yeah. better. But the one that I settled with, and I have written a full plot summary to, okay. is Sister at three, crime and nunishment. Crime and nunishment. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm intrigued. Go on. So. 
We pick up with a car chase around San Francisco. It's okay. two guys in masks with guns shooting at the pursuing police cars. The second film was set in San Francisco, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. They crash their car directly outside the, the nunnery, mm. where Sister Mary Robert is doing some gardening. Okay. They jump out of the car and they take Sister Mary Robert hostage and go into the church. Go into the church. Oh no. All other nuns are screaming hysterically, but also comically. Mm-hmm. And there is light-hearted bouncy music so that the scene's not too scary. So it's just like nuns running back and forth in various corridors, screaming. Mm, yeah. yeah, basically. Uh, they take her downstairs to the basement of the convent, and uh, Mother Superior is there, and they point guns at her as well. And she very calmly says, put your guns down, my child. We're nuns, not the mafia. <laughs> and so they do, both clearly panicking and out of breath. We are a convent of nuns. We protect people. If you tell me who you're running from and who you are... Are you can... saying covent or convent? Com- com- you know what? I've written convent, but I'm saying covent. Yeah, it's it's a convent of nuns. A coven is a coven of witches. It's ah, convent. I thought it was, yeah. yeah. So we are a convent. We protect people. If you tell me who you're running from and who you are, then we can help you. Mm-hmm. And so they take off their masks. Sister Mary Roberts and the other nuns who are in, they gasp. It's Amal Frankay. <gasps> the kids from the second one. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, okay. So they're now a, a street gang. Yeah. Okay, uh, and they're like, oh, so, "We're so sorry that we scared you like this." Amal pauses for a stressed gasp of air. It's just we're running for our lives. Someone's trying to kill us. Oh my! Well, we shall do all we can to help you. Though I must ask you to hand over your weapons. We simply cannot allow such tools in our convent. And so they hand them over. Mother Superior hands them to Sister Mary Patrick, who immediately disarms them both like a probe, while spinning them in her fingers and holding them like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Superior raises an eyebrow. Miss Mary Roberts is like the very mousy one, right? Yeah. No, no, no. That's um. Caffeine and Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, great, fantastic, even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, who's after you? Well, we're we're getting in with this gang, but when the boss asked us to kill innocent people during a bank heist, we ran for it. We've not done anything wrong. We we ran at the sight of first blood. So why were you shooting the police? They're not the police, or rather, they are. They're they're bent pigs. They work for him. Is that, is that what Americans say? Do Americans I don't say? think Americans say pigs. So I think that's a British term. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. us, is it? Yeah. They're bent cops, whatever. Yeah. Um, They're corrupt. Yeah. Well, we can protect you, Amal and Frank K. <laughs> Just tell us who was your boss. Who was it that wants you dead? You know him. Everyone knows him. He's the richest man in the world. He's the head of the Big Daddy Corp. He's nicholas cage oh wow you've really brought it all back yeah i love it I, I'm, I'm so glad that big daddy it's is making an appearance in yeah. the last episode excellent love it so for lack of coming up with a name for a character i've just said nicholas cage okay sure yeah all the nuns gasp Mother's is big daddy like james bond in that he just changed because it was denzel <laughs> washington originally right <laughs> yeah he yeah. just changes from film to film yeah maybe yeah sure okay sure whatever mm. that's my tagline for the podcast sure whatever yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the nuns gasp. Mother Superior says, Okay, boys, you have our protection. We won't let the police catch you in here. But one of the nuns runs downstairs. Mother Superior, it's the police. They've broken down the doors and they're looking in every room for Amal and Franke. They're coming downstairs. Stall them, everyone! Stall them! <laughs> and so all the nuns leave and slow and slow down the police. Nuns scatter. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the police get to the basement and burst into the room just in time to see Mother Superior pushing Franke out of the window up into the street. They fire a single shot, but it misses. Franke and Amal run for their lives. In the meantime, the bent cop with a smirk on his face says, Mother, we're arresting you and all your nuns for obstruction of justice. <laughs> wow. Who, who arrests a nun? Sister Mary Patrick, we need Sister Mary Clarence. Make the call. 
And so we cut to Vegas, where now, even you know, 20 or so years later, I don't know, mm. Whoopi Goldberg is still doing her Vegas show. Of course, yeah. Bigger than ever. After the show, in her dressing room, she gets a call telling her to put on the TV. On the news, she sees that all the nuns from the convent have been arrested. She knows that this can't be good, and so goes back to the convent. She meets up with the priest who explains the situation to her. She knows that for the sake of Amal and Franke, she needs to break the nuns out of prison. They've all been arrested. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but first, she needs to get into prison. Mm-hmm. So she makes up a story about how the nuns need to have like a weekly praying circle or something where the whole convent is there. And she, Sister Mary Clarence, who wasn't there on a day of arrest, must be there for the pray circle. Mm-hmm. So the prayer she, circle. Whatever. So, <laughs> she, <laughs> so she has to go into prison to see them in a private room or else she'll tell the Pope that the nuns are being mistreated or something. I don't okay. know. Whatever. It gets her past the guards. Okay. So she gets back in the habit <laughs> and takes a boat to Alcatraz, which is where they're being kept. Okay. To see the nuns. The prison guards buy her story and let her in. When she gets to the metal detectors, she pulls the nun card and says, you wouldn't make a nun remove her habit, would you? And so she's allowed through. She mm-hmm. just sneaks, well, not sneaks in, but she's let right into the prison. It's fine. No checks, nothing. She goes, take them to the room where all the nuns are being held, and they begin to fake the prayer circle. Oh, Sister Mary Clarence, how wonderful to see you. Why are you wearing a habit again? Well, I've gone nun to cover. I mean, I I know where that comes from, but I'm still glad to hear it. She gets a sea of blank faces. Mm. Undercover? Nobody? Not even a smile? (laughs) Sister Mary Patrick, surely? No? Okay, well, anyway, I'm here, undercover, to break you out. (laughs) It is is an amazing, (laughs) amazing. I sent you that. Yeah, Yeah, you you did. Well done. Out of her large nun pockets, she hands out chisels, metal saws, rope ladders, all sorts. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, general escape tools. Here, stash these and plan your escape. Sister Mary Robert and Sister Mary Patrick, I assume you can plan this. They give a salute. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I'll bring a boat tomorrow at 5am. And yes, I will set my ridiculous alarm clock. And we'll break out here to take down the big daddy himself, Nicolas Cage. (laughs) So Nicolas Cage is the prison... He's the gang leader. He's not the prison warden. He's the gang leader. He's a gang leader. Okay, yeah. Whoopi leaves and the nuns come up with their plan. Obviously, they've got to break through the walls in their cells and that can you can make some noise. You know, mm. unless you do it really slowly like Shawshank, but they've got to do it fairly quickly because they need to get out in time so they can save Amal and Franke. Sure, yeah. Because, you know, the police are after them and they're the bent police who are probably going to kill them. Mm-hmm. So they need to they need to make some noise that can cover up the sound of them escaping. Mm-hmm. So Mother Superior, from her cell, conducts all of the other nuns to sing as a choir. Mm. While digging out. Don't know what song they're going to sing. Okay. Oh, what's a good nun... A, a nun prison song. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite a specific brief. Or an uh, escape song. An escape song. Um, I'm thinking of just like prison songs, like Folsom Prison Blues, maybe like... Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, Breaking Free. Uh, mm, Breaking Free? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Carry on. Something. So yeah, first of all, it causes a distraction, but the guards very quickly dismiss it. It's just nuns singing. Set me free. Set me free. Yeah. Set me free. Release me from your arms. Set me free. I need your tender arms. I want to hold you. That one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Sure. Yeah. Don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, the guards, they, after a while, they dismiss it. And so the nuns dig away. They make their escape as planned and sneak onto the boat that Whoopi has brought. Mm-hmm. Whoopi is clearly very tired because it's 5 a.m. I hate this time. I'm not a morning person. They escape from the island and make it short unseen. I, I very I rushed through this last bit. Fair enough. So now they need to track down Nicolas Cage and sure. use him as a hostage. What mm-hmm. they're going to do is 
they use them as a hostage, then they're going to see which cops come to his rescue. Mm-hmm. They'll know that those cops are the bent cops. Uh-huh. And they'll tell like somebody else to take Amal and Franke to the good cops. Amal and Franke can Wow, then... so the nuns are really playing like the double agents in mm. this film. Yeah, okay. They're all undercover. They are undercover, yeah. <laughs> and so Amal and Franke can then testify to cops that they know are good cops. Mm-hmm. That like, it's Nicolas Cage. He's the one. Mm-hmm. Get in. Like, take him down or whatever. Um, along with his whole big daddy empire. Nice. And that's it. And that's the, oh wow, so the bit, we end the podcast with Big Daddy finally being brought down by non-decover nuns. Yes. Love it. Happy with that? I'm very happy with that. I think that is, that is an excellent full circle way to end this podcast. Sister Act 3, Crime and Nunishment. Crime and Nunishment. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. I couldn't be happy with that. Yeah. I'm so pleased. Yeah, because I, I think we introduced Big Daddy in like episode 5 or something. Something so very early, yeah. I'm very glad you brought that back for the end. So, mm-hmm. very well done. Now, Harry, you're not going to believe this. No. <laughs> that was very similar to the idea I've come up with. Although really? we have gone in different directions, so okay. but but there are some similarities. Yeah. This has happened a lot recently, John. It has, but like for our last episode, yeah. believe it or not, mine also is very much based in a prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I kind of... Well, we, we, you have the same sort of thought process as me. Is like, okay, so like she turns some nuns into a choir... Then she turns some school kids into a choir. Yes, exactly. What's, what, what's next? What other kind of captive audiences could she have? Yeah, because yeah, like initially I was going to go like she's going to turn a prison into a choir, but it went somewhere else. Um, okay. You had very much the same thoughts. So, okay. So my sequel takes place 20 years later. Mm-hmm. So bringing us closer to present day. It doesn't Time period doesn't matter. But it opens Dolores Van Cartier, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. She's still in Vegas. She's still performing in Vegas. But... 20 odd years have passed and, you know, fame is a fickle mistress. And actually she's kind of slipped back down the showbiz pole again mm-hmm. to the point where she's kind of back where she started, where she's performing for an audience, mostly of drunk casino players who aren't really paying attention to her. Mm-hmm. It's, she's kind of right back where she started. So it's like half full casino venues to barely, a barely interested audience. So she's, she's consequently become quite jaded and bitter about this kind mm-hmm. of thing. One day after a show, She's bitching to her backing singers about, you know, how shit the show was and how she's disappointed she is. And when she receives a phone call and she gets some upsetting news, oh. Sister Mary Lazarus has died. Oh, sad. But I mean, obviously the actress is, is oh, yeah. dead. So it's like, you know, a way of paying tribute to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was 110 years old. <laughs> so it's fair to say she, she it's had, a good inning. She had That's a, a good, good inning. She had a good old run. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally, she takes some time off to visit, to visit the sisters and attend the funeral. Mm-hmm. So at the at the memorial, she reunites with Sister Mary Patrick, Sister Mary Roberts, and the Mother Superior, the Reverend Mother. Mm-hmm. After the funeral, they go for some drinks where they share their happy memories of their departed friend. Yeah. And among those memories, in her early days in the service, the other nuns tell Dolores that Sister Mary Lazarus enjoyed working with criminals Mm -hmm. like ministering to them it was hard work but it was super rewarding and it was her final dying wish to rebuild a ministry at the local women's prison okay yeah Mm. and also over the past few years the demand for nuns in high schools has uh, has slipped a little bit (laughs) (laughs) nuns as high school teachers aren't really in fashion anymore not really in vogue so the nuns themselves there's none in the high schools there's no there's none in the high schools now um so (laughs) So actually, the nuns are desperately in need of a new project to justify their funding. Mm. Otherwise, their own convent could soon be shut down. So the Reverend Mother, Maggie Smith, has to say, Dolores, 
I'm afraid we need to ask for your help again. Mm-hmm. We've lived such sheltered lives and we were hoping that you could help us to make some headway. To which Dolores responds, what do I know about prison? <laughs> to which the Reverend Mother replies, well, you know, I just, I just sort of, you know, assumed. <laughs> just and Dolores is like, oh, no, you did not just say that. <laughs> so, you know, as pissed off as she is, the Reverend Mother drops a whole guilt trip bomb and she's like, please, Dolores, without this ministry, our convent is surely doomed. You wouldn't want Sister Mary Lazarus's lifetime of dedication to be all for nothing, would mm-hmm. you? So yeah. she's dropping the full guilt trip. Mm-hmm. Suitably guilt tripped, Dolores reluctantly agrees to help. Now, the prison, much like the school system, only allows nuns or members of the convent to commune with the prisoners. Mm. So once again, Dolores has to dig out her wimple and become Sister Mary Clarence. Yeah, yeah she's back. The nuns are allowed twice weekly to access the local women's correctional facility. Okay where they hold a mass and provide individual counselling to the prisoners. However, the interest among the inmates is extremely low. Most mm-hmm. of the prisoners have no interest in working with these nuns. They just ignore them. So mm-hmm. it's not going very well. Sister Mary Patrick, Catherine and Jimmy, mm-hmm. is by far the most popular of the nuns due to her bright and optimistic personality. Of course, yeah. But she has become a little bit too popular. <laughs> oh. And she's unwittingly attracted a prison wife. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that she's got this like very defensive, protective prison wife. You know, I'm very much thinking Orange of the New Black. You know, does she know what's going on? I think she doesn't. I feel like she's got her own version of Crazy Eyes, who's mm. like, "This is my wife," and um, Sister Mary Patrick is just very much like, "Yeah, I like you too." You know, like she's just yeah. very. She's not really realizing what she's got it. Yeah, the situation she's in. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sister Mary Roberts, the quiet one, her meek personality makes her an easy target for bullying and manipulation. So she's not mm. having a good time. So Dolores slash Sister Mary Clarence. Being a bit more streetwise, she starts talking to the, to the women in the prison. And initially, it seems like she's making some good headway with them. And she's mm-hmm. pretty pleased with herself. She feels like she's making a connection to them. But on her way out from her first time ministering to the women, she's immediately arrested by the security guards and finds out that the inmates have actually strapped contraband to the outside of her habit as a prank. Oh. So yeah, they're using her as a drug mule, mm. basically. So she thought she was getting through to them, but they were just pranking her. Yeah. The prison, by the way, there's the prison warden, I think, can be another character who's like going to be like the the old man from the second one or sister mm-hmm. reverend mother from the first one who's just like, just wants the nuns out of here, like a mm. grouchy antagonist. Got it, yeah. Any excuse to turf them out. Constant raised eyebrow. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So Dolores manages to clear up that she's not actually acting as a drug mule for these women, mm-hmm. but she is quite dejected and she considers quitting when suddenly out of the corner of her eye in the prison... She spots a familiar face walking down the halls in an orange jumpsuit. Oh. It's Rita, the Lauren Hill character. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's now in prison. Yeah, I wanted to bring Lauren Hill back, but she, she just didn't quite fit into the idea that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I managed to work her in. We'll see how it went. Mm. So, she spots Rita, who is now a prison inmate. She calls out to her, but Rita avoids her gaze and walks off. It turns out, but, but obviously Dolores isn't put up by that, and she, she mm-hmm. next time around, she chases her down and demands she's like what, what are you doing here how are you in prison uh it turns out that rita's dreams of becoming a professional singer didn't pan out and her life took a bad turn mm-hmm. she angrily blames mary clarence for giving her false hopes back in her teenage days yeah this brings dolores slash mary clarence to her lowest points not only have her own career dreams faded she's also it seems let down this younger person that she tried to help despondent she tells the other nuns that she can't help them anymore mm-hmm. she's officially hanging up her wimple <laughs> so this is like the saddest point of the movie she's she's quit 
she's quit the prison. Mm -hmm. She can't help the nun. She feels super depressed. Mm. A few days later, Sister Mary Patrick and Sister Mary Robert visit her and try to comfort her. But she confesses that whatever faith she once had has now been lost. Helping those children in the second movie was by far the most rewarding thing she ever did. And now it seems like it was just all for nothing. It was all a waste because poor Rita ended up in prison either way. Oh. Yeah. Don't worry, it's not going to stay this sad. Okay. Sister Mary Roberts asks her to come to the convent tomorrow just one last time to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And reluctantly, she agrees. The next day, Dolores walks into the convent, the, the nun's convent. Mm -hmm. And she's surprised to see that a full choir is assembled waiting for her. No. Mm-hmm. She walks up to them and realizes that it's made. the choir is made up of nuns and also the rest of the kids from St. Francis's. Oh, lovely. Yeah. They kick into a spirited performance of Oh Happy Day. Mm -hmm. And as like an interlude, each one of them steps forward and explains what they did with their life. It's kind of like a wonderful oh, life situation. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what they went on to do with their lives after the original film. So we get a whole mm -hmm. run through. One of them now runs a charity for disadvantaged youths in the area. Mm -hmm. One of them's a lawyer who works pro bono to support kids who can't afford proper legal representation. Mm -hmm. And another one is a producer and vocal arranger who now works with Mariah Carey. Nice. Basically, they've all done super well for themselves. Apart from that one who's Apart with from poor Rita. Apart, apart from the one who's with Mariah Carey. You could do well, mm, but apart from, <laughs> apart from Rita, who's now in prison. Uh -huh. But uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> don't worry. I'm not going to leave poor Rita. <laughs> Um, and then the nuns also come forward. So Sister Mary Patrick, Sister Mary mm -hmm. Roberts, and the mother of Superior, Maggie Smith, they all come forward and tell Dolores that without her, they wouldn't still be here either. Mm. She's changed everyone's lives for the better. Mm. So it's a full, wonderful life. It really is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With her spirit renewed, Dolores agrees to go back to the prison because now she knows exactly what she needs to do. Yeah. She tells the prison warden that she and the other nuns are never going to reach out to the prison inmates by just preaching at them. She needs to help them to find the power to help within themselves. She needs to start a prison choir. Yeah, she does. Of course she does. The warden is, of course, highly reluctant, but the nuns work their magic and mm. they're given a chance to tr give it a trial. Mm. It's hard work, but slowly the women start to come around and Dolores discovers she's got some diamonds in the rough. Mm -hmm. Rita avoids the choir for a long time because she's so depressed, but Dolores keeps working on it. Eventually, she starts coming around. Much like the second film, mm -hmm. she starts. She eventually slopes in and, and reluctantly starts singing and it brings out that beautiful Lauren Hill voice. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the student who became a lawyer offers to represent Rita on her latest appeal for probation. Yeah. It turns out that she has a strong case for early release, but because she's been so depressed, she never fought hard enough to achieve it. Everything culminates with a giant prison concert in which Rita comes out and sings a beautiful lead vocal with Mary Clarence conducting, of course. Yeah. The entire prison erupts into cheers. As they come off stage, the lawyer announces that Rita's appeal has been approved and she's scheduled for release next week. Ooh, okay. Dolores is over the moon and hugs her, but Rita is scared. <laughs> she confesses that she doesn't know what to do with her life now. She's been burnt once before. Fair enough. Dolores smiles and tells her, look, I'm getting too old for this shit. But these women, they need somebody like you to lead them, to inspire them. Maybe you could be the next me. Oh. And Rita says, do I have to become a nun? And Dolores laughs and says, oh, hell no. Just borrow my habit. <laughs> so Dolores then passes the torch to Rita, who joins the nuns as their chief musical coordinator mm -hmm. to work with troubled youths and inmates and arrange the hymns for the Sunday mass. She's nice. taken on all Dolores' jobs. So everything's happy ever after. Mm -hmm. Sister Mary Patrick approaches Dolores and says, so are you going to head back to Vegas now? And Whoopi says, maybe, I'm not in any hurry though. Maybe I'll stick around for a while. And they hug it out 
and the credits roll. Ends on a freeze frame. Ends on a, a happy freeze frame, of course. Mm. And that brings a conclusion to Sister Act 3. And I can't believe none of your sequel ideas came with this one. Sister Act 3, Breaking the Habit. Oh, <laughs> Breaking the Habit. Breaking Damn, the that's habit, good. Yeah. Oh, yep. Very good. So, should we move on to our very last round of listener submissions? Oh, yeah, yeah, go on. It's been a joy, guys. So, uh, Vanessa Foley said, we had a few this week, it was a popular choice, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, Vanessa Foley said, Sister Act 3, Son of a Nun. Nice. Whoopi has a baby. Yeah. Or Mary Clarence has a baby, has a son. Keith Mitchell said, Sister Act 3, The Flying Nun. That was a really strange TV show in the 60s. A nun who was so, who was so light that when the wind took her habit, she would fly. I think she <laughs> solved mysteries or something. <laughs> Very strange, very strange. <laughs> Did she have like a, a talking dog as a partner or something? Like no, she was it just... It sounds like that sort of thing. I don't think... I mean, it was a... I don't, I've actually watched the show, but I've seen clips of it. I think she was just a nun who could fly. That's <laughs> pretty much the, the whole show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nick Riley said, Sister Act 3, the nun gun run. Okay. People really went to town with these nun puns. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, nun puns, there's another one. Right. Um, Ian Hunter said... <laughs> <laughs> Ian Hunter said, Sister Act 3, habit of a lifetime. Oh, good. That's good. We mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Scott Herman said, Sister Act 3, non-sploitation. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, Chris Cassidy said, Sister Act 3, dark habits. Ooh. Sounds like a sinister one. Uh, over on Twitter, Ant McGinley, at Ant McGinley. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we've had a few, a few, old, uh, few old friends have popped up for this one. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he, he gave us two ideas. His first one was, Sister Act 3, the Holy Trinity. Ooh. The sisters face their biggest challenge yet as they face their ultimate enemy, the thing they prepared to fight for their whole life. The devil himself. Oh, okay. The trailer features Whoopi Goldberg doing her best Gandalf impression. None <laughs> shall pass. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and the second idea is Sister Act 3, Act Your Age. The surviving members of the original <laughs> cast reunite, challenging each other to a series of increasingly dangerous jackass-style challenges as they let their hair down and go wild, much to the disapproval of their local community. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I guess just old ladies in nun habits just like... Setting the asses on fire and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, do, oh, sorry. I, I missed an important detail. Directed by Michael Bay. Ah, so there yes. we go. Now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. Cool. Uh, Cinema Craptaculous at Craptaculous said, Our ragtag batch of nuns answer one last calling to take their place in heaven. But can Whoopi's character get past St. Peter after her life of lies? Ooh. She'll have to if she wants to take the stage in one of the biggest shows heaven has ever seen. Mm -hmm. The birthday party of one Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> so I guess that Whoopi is leading the choir at Jesus' own birthday. So okay. that's quite the gig. Yeah. Julio from The Contrarians, another good friend of the pod, contrar at Contrarian Prime. Mm -hmm. Brother act, because enough of these... Fi there's Brother act, because enough of these female-led movies. <laughs> Representation matters, goddammit. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too many chick movies, do you think? Mm -hmm. Especially with nuns. Where are the male nuns at? Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, Martin Gardner, at MG Loves Fun, said nuns on the run. Yeah. So, yeah that, is a, that, that is a film that exists that we've never done, but oh, uh, right. you could cross them over maybe. And finally, Blokebusters, who, as it's our last episode... One more time, I must apologize for all the times I've ever forgotten to read out a bloke just a sequel. <laughs> or I have completely misinterpreted what their ideas are. So um, so with that in mind, Blokebusters, I thought I'd give you the final, the final stage before we move on. So this is Sister Act 3, Breaking the Habit, mm -hmm. which I also used, but uh, I promise I didn't steal. Uh, Sister Act 3, Breaking the Habit. Dolores is called back to the convent one last time. She arrives to find that all the nuns have come to adore her so much that they just want to join her and stop being nuns. Mm -hmm. They've lost their faith. Now they, now they worship Mary Clarence uh, or Dolores. 
The film is just them enjoying Vegas for 90 minutes before they all have to decide if they want to permanently forego their vows or return to the sisterhood. Mm -hmm. In a shocking twist, everyone decides to stay in Vegas, including the Reverend Mother, except for Sister Mary Patrick. We end the film with her back at the convent while the others move on. The final shot sees a second nun walking up to Sister Mary Patrick and putting her arms around her. They turn and walk towards the camera and we see Dolores has decided to stay with Sister MP and bring in the new nuns with style. Nice. So, so I guess okay. I think that's a that's an awkward conversation with the rest of the nuns. <laughs> you, they've ditched, they've forsaken the Lord. Yeah. To just go and be Vegas showgirls. And then Dolores is like, no, no, it's fine. I'll bring them back. Like, mm -hmm. thanks for nothing. <laughs> it's a bit of a strange one where yeah. everyone kind of finishes where they started. Pretty much. But except, yeah, they've all, they've all made some bad decisions. They've made some the terrible way. decisions. I mean, yeah. <laughs> for, for pretty much no gain. Yeah. Well, there we have it. That nice. is Sister Act 3, Breaking the Habit. Thank you very much, Blokebusters. And thank you all very much. If you've ever submitted a listener submission for us, it's been one of our favourite parts of the show, your mm -hmm. ridiculous puns and <laughs> crazy ideas. It's, I wonder it's how many hundreds of puns we've heard. We must have really worked Thousands even. Poss very possibly thousands of puns. So each one gold. If there's at least four puns an episode, that's yeah. over a thousand. You know what we didn't get this week, I just realised? We didn't get uh, two sister, two act. Or I guess it'd be three sister, three act. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. We didn't get an electric boogaloo. Yeah. So, you know, they were gold every time. Mm -hmm. so yeah. they got that every single that time. That joke just got funnier and funnier. So. <laughs> But seriously, we do very much appreciate you all contributing to the show. So thank you very much indeed. And uh, thank you, yeah. see you on the road. And speaking of stats, before we wrapped up the last episode, mm. I couldn't help but just put some little stats Have you put together. a spreadsheet together? Yeah, I've got, I've got a whole spreadsheet. Oh, lay it uh, on me. I will keep it brief, though. Okay. Um, so we've done 250 episodes. Yay. 250 films. Mm -hmm. Even though this is a double. Yes, so that's technically 251. Nope, because episode 200, we did Titanic again. Oh, you're right, yeah. So still only 250 films for 250 I, think, I, I like that. It lines up nicely. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Um, we've had over 100,000 downloads. That's amazing. Which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Very pleased, pleased uh, with that. I know that you've been watching that number tick up, because that's on the on the Podbean. Mm -hmm. YouTube, we've had over 2 million views on YouTube. Wow. With... Uh, a average view duration of 19 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. Pretty sure a lot of people have been uh, just tuning in and being like, oh, no, this isn't actually the film The Day After Tomorrow on YouTube. Yeah. This is just or the sequel to Day After Tomorrow that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. This is just two idiots talking about something. Yeah. Like, I, I make no apology for people being misled on that because we're not pretending to be actual films. We're films that literally don't exist. So. Mm -hmm. But we've had over 2.8 thousand subscribers. So Yes, yeah, so somebody's listening. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely Some of them are sticking around, yeah. And also on YouTube, we've had over one... Our listen time? Yeah. It's insane. Mm -hmm. 1.3 years wow. of listen time. That's how much time of the of humanity we've wasted. Just, uh, just, just on, YouTube. on YouTube alone. Yeah, I mean, it's probably more on Podbean, <laughs> where presumably people actually listen to us. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty fun. Wow. Um, Of the films, you... Chose ninety one films. I chose ninety two. Ah, oh, so you win. It, but if you wanted, you could count Sister Act one or two as one of yours, and then mm -hmm. that, and then it balances out. Okay, yeah. The guest chose sixty seven. Nice, yeah. So just about a quarter of them. Mm -hmm. uh, now, where it gets really interesting is mm -hmm. who has seen the most of whose films. Oh, okay. Surely it's not a surprise. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, you, you, one of the main reasons I started this podcast was because you haven't see, famously had not seen any films. Mm -hmm. So. Of my choices, I hadn't seen a quarter of my films. Okay. You hadn't seen just under half. Okay. Um, of your choices, 
I hadn't seen three quarters of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised it's it, a big difference. I'm surprised it's as high as a quarter of them, to be honest. You hadn't seen a third of them. Okay. Um, and uh, of the guest choices, we each hadn't seen just over half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, I hadn't seen 52%. You hadn't seen 42.8%. Nice. Okay, I'll take that. But I'm, I'm glad so, that this has broadened your horizons a bit. Yeah. yeah. So my horizons are more broadened than yours. That means I win. You, you Yes. Congratulations, <laughs> Harry. You win the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I had there. I didn't know if you wanted to have a little go through some YouTube comments. Or oh, if- sure. Oh, these the the disgruntled people who thought they were going to see a free movie on YouTube comments. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let me just get that up. We'll just go through them until we get bored. Okay. That's sad because sure, yeah. there's an infinite amount. Oh, yeah. You've not pulled out highlights then. You're just going to look at every single one of them. No. Do you think I should pull out highlights? I, don't I, think, maybe, I think maybe you should pull out some highlights. Okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm going to rush through them. I'm not going to credit yeah, yeah. them or anything, so... We've got uh, Ian here for the movie, Thumbs Down, Day, <laughs> day After Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. On Battleship, the movie was really great. I really enjoyed watching a whole load of nothing. You must be a demo crap. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I think a lot of these are maybe English second language. Maybe. A lot of them are just not in English. Yeah. Um, on on <laughs> yeah. uh, John Carter, someone just put nothing. Nothing. The word nothing. That, that's that's a deep cut. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Dream Girls 2, someone's put, the sequel ideas are amazing. Oh, an actual positive one. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm genuinely touched. <laughs> you really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone's called us a whore on day after tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also on Dream Girls, someone said, "Is there even a part two? Yeah. Oh, no. That's just confusion, though. That, yeah. That's that's not abuse. It says Mars attacks two. False advertising. No wonder why you're getting so many thumbs down. You deserve them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Again, advertising films that literally don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, on... it says it's a podcast in the description very clearly. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Someone on John Carter says, can listen to you until morning. Oh, that's nice. Another nice one. Shadow in the Cloud. B movie, more like F movie. Oh, well, that's a comment on the film, so that's fine, yeah. yeah. Dog Soldiers, someone said, the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Waterworld 2, fake. Oh, uh... Wally, I disagree. Wally 2 is going to happen whether we like it or not. And that's, again, that's a genuine engagement. I'll take that. Yeah. Maximum overdrive. No. Just no. Just the word no. Just a flat no. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know how far through they listened. Yeah, before they, they arrived at no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, that's how they spelt it. So that's nice. how I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Lots of people love Wolf Children. Okay. That film went down really well on YouTube. Good, good, good. It was a good film. Mm hmm. Devil Wears Prada. Really, don't introduce something and not have the actual movie showing. Thumbs down. Again, it says there's no such film as Devil Wears Prada 2. Mm-hmm. On Sausage Party, someone says we're the best. Yay! On Reindeer Games, someone's just said, I'm single. Aww. <laughs> That's our demographic. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, um, so am I. Call me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd be her type. Oh, okay. Oh, is it one of those bots? Okay. Might be, yeah, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yentl. I loved Yentl. Not so keen on the music, agreed. But I thought the story was original and it kept me in the whole way. Ah, excellent. Like, like what I said when, I, when we watched it. The music, no good. Story, interesting, yeah. Mm, yeah. Disagree, but fair enough. On the Princess Switch. It's not a movie, but worthless mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> I thought we should put that one on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Worthless mumbo-jumbo. 
Mm-hmm. Waterworld, someone just called us lame. Mm-hmm. Um, Wolf Children, some, someone's requested that we upload the movie. Okay, well, that's not a service that we've ever offered. No. no. Nor do we have the licensing rights to do that. Day after tomorrow, someone has said, this is a disaster. This, oh, wow. A bit dramatic, but sure. Yeah. yeah. And Waterworld 2, someone's just said Dickinson. Dickinson? Yeah. <laughs> did, I, did I mean to write Dick and it just auto-completed Dickinson? Maybe. I, I like that's very That's very sweet, if so. Yeah. Not sure at all. Got a lot of angry faces on Day After Tomorrow. Someone also on Day After Tomorrow saying, report this ID. For what? Why? We've done nothing wrong. It's not, not, not our fault. Also, you're... you know you don't report someone by commenting report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, you can just the internet that. police, the YouTube police are just going to come swooping down. Yeah. <laughs> Cock. Mm. Bullshit. These mm. are all on day after tomorrow. I think yeah, I think that's oh. the one that the most people thought they were seeing an actual movie. Uh someone on multiple videos, it's the same person who's just gone blah 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 blah. Wow. <laughs> on on like a, a real they, vendetta, yeah. a few videos and commented yeah. on. So that's fun. Okay, this is my favorite one. I think I might finish with this. Okay. This is on Waterworld. Mm. You have been reported to YouTube for damaging my brain with nonsense. Thumbs down. <laughs> Love it. Well, was the episode's still up, so obviously YouTube didn't care. Yeah. So, so. Was there not another one on Waterworld that was my favorite? I remember ages ago, someone mm. just put listening to nonsense sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one, yeah. That, that was my favorite, I think. <laughs> oh, sorry. There's another good Waterworld one here. Okay. If you don't want to share it, then why posting stupid sound for viewers to waste their time? Nonsense. <laughs> Again, very sorry. but <laughs> I love it when these people don't swear as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes... It's great. It makes it all more entertaining. Rubbish millennial commentary. The time the movie was made and the themes of it flew over your head. Uh, well, at least that person listened. Sounds yeah. like they listened. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy with this. Yeah. Oh, there's listening to nonsense sound as well. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so the YouTube comments, they've been absolute they've been gold. gold. You know they, what? They, they be, they've really entertained me over the whole five years of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've never tried to fool people on YouTube. No. That's never been our intention. No. We've titled our episodes as like, here is the, the made up sequel to this. Yes. Well, no, we've not always said that it's made up, but like here is, you know, a sequel to Day After Tomorrow, which yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. So, so what are you missing out on? Yeah. Shocker, people on the internet being unreasonably angry. Yeah, Who, I know. who could have predicted? Yeah. It's so entertaining. It is fun, Because yeah. also I don't care, no, which, yeah. which makes it okay. <laughs> exactly. I have been thinking about it, actually. I will, the guy from, or whoever it was on, on the Princess Switch who said we were meaningless mumbo jumbo, whatever it was, <laughs> I will... I will take their anger. I'm not. I'm not saying I agree with the criticism. I will take their anger because, solely because in the time since we did the Princess Switch, there has been a Princess Switch Two and a Princess Switch Three. So <laughs> fair enough. Maybe he genuinely did think it was going to be a, a film that exists. Right. Okay, the rest yeah. of them though can swivel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. That that makes sense. Well, fantastic. Yeah. So also, one last time before we close up, I just want to mention that uh, we are starting a review show. Those episodes will also be available on this feed, but you can also search for Beyond the Box Air Reviews, where we already have 160 film reviews, which we previously did for our Patreon supporters, but we just made them public for everybody. Yeah. So if you're finishing this and you're a bit sad and you want to hear more of us, just search for Beyond the Box Air Reviews. Yeah, and you can explore the back catalogue. And like, as Harry says, if we do, we'll probably get together again a few times. Probably, do, probably do the Oscars. Yeah, you know, if we see a film, if we both see a film we both like and we've got a bit of time, you know, we can, we might put something on this feed as well. But that'll, mm-hmm. that'll, this feed will purely be like new episodes even when we do have time to do them. Yeah, uh, but or, or new reviews, not necessarily new whole episodes. But uh, yeah, if you want to go to the, the whole back catalogue, then go to Beyond the Box Set Reviews. Yeah. Uh, that's that and that's the show that's so the show it's, it's all over Harry mm. so uh, thank you again everyone for listening it really has been an amazing journey you know, mm-hmm. we've, been, we've come a long way over these past five years thank you to all our guests mm-hmm. of which all the, our Patreon supporters how many guests were there 
30 guests, I think. 30 guests, nice. Yeah, we've made some real friends. Who came on to multiple episodes because there were 67 episodes. Mm, yeah, we've, done, we've had quite a few multiples, yeah. Mm, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. So uh, I guess that's it. We, we, we now, we're signing off. Um, Harry's going off to uh, become a dad and literally any moment now. Yeah, but we managed to, beat, we, we beat the baby, John. We did, we beat that baby. Uh, yeah. We beat the baby. Um, so, yeah, so good luck in that um Thanks. That exciting new chapter in your life. Uh, yeah, hope yeah. it goes well for you. Ob- clear, obviously, I'm never going to see you again. That's no. it. No, once you walk out that door, we're done. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I-, I wish you well. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's been nice knowing you. Yeah, same. Uh. Ish. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Off and on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Any more close? Any closing sentiments? Um, justice for Glenn Close. Yeah, and justice for J Lo. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I I still don't feel like I really know who J Lo is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't get what's so good about Jenny from the Block. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not really seen an interesting Glenn Close movie yet. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in a leading role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked her in Guardians of the Galaxy. She had a good line. <laughs> I'm sure she'd be thrilled to know that someone out there thinks that's the highlight of her career. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, old films are shit. Great. Okay, so clearly we've both learned a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's been good. It's been a, it's been a riot. So. Okay, so thank you everybody for listening. As always, thank you for subscribing. And um, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Well, John and Harry, here we are at the end of the road. I am uh, both sad and happy. Uh, Sad that Beyond the Box is coming to an end. Happy that I got to enjoy most of your episodes in real time as they were uh, coming out. And it's been been quite a ride. I'm sure I've told you before, but uh, I started listening with the Love Actually episode, which featured John's absolutely brutal takedown of that movie, a movie that I like quite a bit. Uh, that is, I, I think that's just a, a sign of uh, the quality <laughs> of your show, that you absolutely destroyed a, a movie that I think highly of, and I just couldn't wait to hear more. I wanted more, and I got a lot more for several years. So uh, it's, I'm thankful for that, and I'm also thankful that uh, I got to be part of Beyond the Box it a handful of times, and, and it was always a very rewarding experience. So uh, I'll I'll try to focus on that, on the good memories, and all the the laughs and the uh, stimulating conversation that I I was able to uh, get out of your show during its run. Uh, so I trust that you're not going to entirely disappear from my social online feed. Uh, I imagine at some point, years down the line, we're going to start finding out what Harry's kid uh, is into when it comes to movies. Uh, hopefully he's more of a, an MCU person and not a DCU person, but I guess we'll find out. But anyway, thank you for the countless hours of... Uh, entertaining uh, film discussion guys and uh, I wish you the best thank you again oh this is Julio by the way
<laughs> I'm pretty sure you could tell with the accent. Hello, my name's Ant McGinley. I'm kind of a big deal in podcasting. I'm the co-founder of Pods Up North and also currently starring in Wrestling With The Champ, which is about to transition from being a podcast to being a live show at the Leicester Comedy Festival, which is exciting and absolutely terrifying. I wanted to take a minute to say thank you for all the hours of amusement, entertainment and laughter that you have given me, not just within the podcast itself, but within the community, because there's been such wonderful ideas that people have come forward with in terms of ideas for sequels. I love that kind of creativity. And honestly, I'm surprised that more of these have not been turned into films. I'm sure uh, just with the delay that it takes to raise funding, uh, by the time you guys have had a break for a few months, we'll start to see the fruit of your labors and some of these amazing uh, sequels being made, or should I say more of them. I was lucky enough to meet John and Harry on the very first night of Pods Up North in 2019 in Manchester. They came over on a whim. Uh, it was brilliant to meet them and engage. I'd not even heard of the show at that point, and I just remember we went for a meal, and straight away I got what you were doing with the show, and I've loved it ever since. I was lucky enough to be on the show and you were very gentle with me as well. I, I remember you thought that my choice of film, Escape to Victory, was possibly my favourite film ever. And you were very gentle until you realised that I thought it was awful too. <laughs> so I just wanted to congratulate you and say, hey, look, enjoy the break. Take some time. Things change. Life changes. And the great thing is, is the podcast is still there. And not everybody will have listened to every episode and there's still some episodes to go back and listen to that are well worth a second and a third listen anyway. So you have left us with a whole body of work that will keep us entertained. So do not worry about that. As I say, enjoy the break. But when you do come back, and you will, it's only right that in the spirit of the show that I pitch for you now a sequel to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast. And of course, that has to be Beyond the Box Set, the movie. It's a biopic featuring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon as our heroes, Harry and John. It sees Yorkshire's premier movie podcasters relocate to Hollywood in search of fame. And with dodgy accents, they move to a world that is full of temptation, drugs, money, temptation and money. It's a cocktail that puts a massive strain on their friendship, and somewhere along the way, they lose sight of their dreams. The split is accentuated further when Harry falls under the influence of Steven Spielberg, while John becomes an acolyte of an entirely different style of filmmaking, the one and only Michael Bay. But just at the point at which it looks like that's it, it's the end, their friendship is done forever, it's film that brings them back together once again. The two bump into each other at a late night showing of Sister Act 2, finding themselves sat on the same row. And as they remember the pure joy of cinema and Whoopi Goldberg in that movie, they remember their friendship and the reasons that brought them to Hollywood. The film ends with the opening day of principal photography on their new movie which we will see in the next sequel. Thanks for all the memories. Enjoy your free time that you've got from this. 
And please don't be a stranger. We'd love to see what you do next. And and depending when this goes out, happy Christmas, happy Easter, happy no more COVID day, happy 2030. Oh, and make sure you come to Pods Up North 2022. It will be back. We'd love to have you there. Enjoy the break. Enjoy real life. We'll see you back here soon in one form or another. And I look forward to the movie. Thanks, guys. Wow, so here we are, looking beyond Beyond the Box Set. I'm Chris Johnston, host of retro film podcast Easy Riders Raging Podcast. And I think that John and Harry were the first other podcasters who I interacted with in real life. uh, Because I travelled up to Leeds a couple of years ago to record with them. And they were absolutely lovely people, doing a dynamite film podcast. And so I'm very sad to hear that they're shutting up shop. So wishing you all the best, guys, and I hope that I will hear your voices again at some point in the future. Hey, everyone. It's The Vern here from the Cinema Recall Podcast. Wanted to give my heartfelt goodbye and so long to Harry and Josh from Beyond the Bot Set Podcast. You guys have just been amazing with your connections to everyone through uh, Twitter and other social media apps. I love how you read everyone's sequel ideas for movies, even my weird and strange sequel ideas for a lot of movies, and I wish you both the years of success down the roads, and I'm hoping that you'll return to the podcast realm later on, hopefully soon, alright, but uh, goodbye, I will definitely check out all of your past episodes, and I hope you have a great Merry Christmas. Harry, John, Harry and John, you amazing fellows. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you guys back in 2019. I've been listening to your podcast for pretty much the five years you guys have been going. I'm sad to see you guys go, but you guys have an amazing, amazing chemistry. And you're, you should be proud of the work you guys have done because it's, it's insane. Uh, your podcast is a pleasure to listen to. I love you guys' banter and your guys' back and forth. And I thank you so much for having me on your podcast for multiple episodes. And of course, you guys are always welcome back on the Feel Better Show. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see what you guys have coming up next. Congratulations on five years of podcasting. It's an amazing achievement. And I know this is only the beginning. Um, you guys are going to be back stronger than ever. And I look forward to being a part of that journey. Thank you so much. Beyond the Box at the number one movie review podcast coming out of London. Or out of England, anyway. Out of Leeds! Out of Leeds, because it's the badass motherfucker Leeds. Boys, have fun. I thank you all, and I can't wait to see you guys in the coming year. Hey there, guys. Long-time listener, second-time caller, and it's Paul from Blockbusters here, basically checking in to say, wow, you guys went on for <laughs> quite some time, didn't you? Uh, it was great listening to everything you guys had. Uh, it was awesome when you guys seemed to have fun listening to my submissions and also less fun when you completely forgot them. Never going to let you forget that. Uh, but thanks, you guys, for all the years of uh, happy podcasts and uh, hopefully you guys move on to bigger and better things. Ciao for now. Bye. Hey, it's Paul, and should I introduce the both of us, or just I'll say it's Paul from One Good Thing, and you say it's Paul from One Good Thing. I think we should keep all of this. Okay, sweet. (laughs)
<laughs> okay, well, that, that's good. So I'm Paul from One Good Thing. I'm also Paul from One Good Thing. Fuck yeah. And we're a really professional podcast. Uh, and we've known, beyond the, <laughs> we've known Beyond the Box Set for as long as they've been going, because that's almost exactly as long as we've been going. So At least as long. Yeah. At, at least, if not more, maybe less. Um, I'm not prepared to go and fact check this. Pretty much definitely less. Yeah. But we're here because uh, Harry and John are deciding to pack it in. That's an unceremonious way of putting it, isn't it? I mean that in a really... <laughs> Uh, in, a really sen- in, in a sensitive um, hanging up the boots sort of way uh, after absolutely was it five years stinky podcast boots yeah yeah yeah. if it's as long as us then yeah it would have been um, because we started 2016 in the winter yeah. the cold bleak midwinter of 2016 yeah and you can really hear the laughs but um, <laughs> yeah and, and, and since then we've been on Beyond the Box set and they've John has been on ours Yep, John has been on us. <laughs> He's been all over us with some fa- uh, like double Faye Dunaway. <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're yeah. on there for the, the, the famed Jingle All the Way oh, episode. Oh, the best one, right? Everyone agrees. Uh, as, as far as I'm aware, uh, according to Forbes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, just want to say, it's really sad to see you go, guys. But man, really what sad. an amazing back catalogue you got. What great memories. Yeah, thanks for being awesome hosts. And yep. an awesome guest. Yeah. And also, also, I believe, an appearance on um, Formerly Fortunes as well. So That's true. We did face off against yeah. them. We did. Oh, shit. In that mighty yeah. thumptal combat. So yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been a hell of a ride. And yeah, it's been really wonderful. The, the Jingle All The Way thing was just a lot of fun. I remember that. It was such a great format. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they worked so well together and had such great chemistry. And it just, it, yeah, it was a joy to listen to. And it was an absolute joy to have John on the show as well. That, those are some, two of my favorite episodes, I think. Uh, yeah. Inconceivable. And, um, which he didn't pick. He did not pick. We found yeah. out about Inconceivable during yeah. the Mommy Dearest episode and just sort of said, you got to come do this. Yeah. And then he did because <laughs> he's a true pro. He did. The absolute fool. sucker. So anyway. <laughs> Lured in with the temptation of a Nicolas Cage. So anyway, best of luck to both of you suckers. Good luck both. Thanks for the memories. um, Yeah. Thank you. Hi guys, Finn and Melanie here uh, from the recent Crazy Rich Asians episode. Um, Just wanted to say on the sad occasion of uh, the 250th and last of these episodes, thank you so much to uh, the Beyond the Box Set team for all of the wonderful hours that we have spent listening to this podcast and hearing the uh, running jokes and crazy sequel ideas and awesome listener submissions. You've been an important part of our lives and it'll be weird to have you not there. But thank you so much. Thank you so much, John and Harry. We'll miss you loads. Well, that's enough of that. Shit. And there it is, yeah.